1: Sit in the morning. Hot Radio 77. W-
2: Yogi Berra, who once said uh, deja vu all over again, and boy, did I experience that this morning. And I'll get to why that's the case. In literally a couple of seconds, it is Monday morning, back here on the best talk show anywhere in the country. We are the very, very highly rated Bernie and Sid in the morning show on Talk Radio 77 WABC. A lot going on. Certainly the top of the news remains Ukraine-Russia. Russia. But lots of sports news, including baseball as well. But with that said, Monday morning, let's get this thing rolling with the man himself, the great Bernard McGurk. Good Monday morning, Bernie. How are you, pal?
3: That's what I'm saying, Said Arthur Rosenberg. Good Monday morning indeed. Yes, I guess it's a good Monday morning as we worry about uh, nuclear war. But uh, hopefully that won't happen.
2: I mean, you're not really worried about it. It's kind of such a confusing morning because when I walked in this morning, Fox News is on in the... um, in the newsroom and i'm having my my frosted flakes and enjoying my monday morning breakfast and there it is the threat of nuclear war and putin and the very next story the very next story has ukrainian officials arriving in the ukraine to start peace talks with putin and russia so which one is it is is he gonna unleash his nuclear weapons or is he gonna stop this mess both of those stories in a matter of five minutes
3: yeah meaning meeting uh, along the belarus border belarus of course a puppet state of uh putin's and uh, Russia's as well yeah these are uh, these are likely not going to succeed not not going to get anywhere but uh so so the threat of nuclear war it could be all bluster on the part of uh putin but the fact that it's coming out of his mouth yeah it's dangerous. i mean it, it, yeah. you know it, it really has uh, the danger has increased exponentially since we uh, last spoke at 10 o'clock on Friday morning.
2: So what do you think? Uh, and, again, you hate to make this comparison because one has deadly implications and one doesn't, but just for laughs, as you would say, Bernard. You know, for laughs. Right. What uh, what talks have a better chance of succeeding, Ukraine-Russia today or Major League Baseball?
3: Oh, Major League Baseball for sure. Oh,
2: I don't think so. I think Ukraine-Russia. <laughs> and I'll tell you
3: why. I'll tell you what the reason is, is because uh, MLB has announced uh, the owners are not going to pay the players.
2: Oh wow! Okay. So
3: <laughs> so, uh, th- when when the you know the rubber hits the road when the uh, paychecks start to uh, not materialize, that's when you get results. That's when people start to say, "Okay, all right, well that that doesn't sound so bad. Let's uh, yeah, we'll
2: accept that." <laughs> well, that's not going to happen, is it now?
3: Uh, well, I I truly believe it will. I, I really do. <laughs> uh, unless uh, there's something that I'm missing, there's no. There's no real obstacle except money.
2: Right, but that's a huge obstacle, and uh, that's why it's, it's likely that they will not succeed today. And if they don't succeed today, we'll get to this in sports, then they will start canceling regular season baseball games with, with uh, no, um, no intent of uh, replaying them. So, in other words, it's well, not like they're going to bring them back and play more doubleheaders. They're just going to disappear.
3: I do hope not. I hope yeah. that uh, baseball starts on time. You know, with the whole uh, you know, getting back to normal thing, it's still, it's still a thing. Yes, you know, And we want it. I mean, I mean, you know, just as we come out of COVID, uh, as the CDC realizes, you know, the science conveniently uh, two days before the old imbecile gives his State of the Union speech, uh, I mean, we're still looking for normalcy. And, you know, uh, Ho- Hochul, of course, announced that the kids in school on Wednesday do not have to wear masks. Uh, I would hate to see the baseball cancel. I would just hate it.
2: I agree with you. And that Hochul announcement we'll get to, that is for the state, the city, it looks more likely they'll stop wearing masks where I live next week, probably Monday. But either way, well, Eric that, Adams will make that announcement on Friday.
3: That is Eric Adams uh, asserting his, hey, I'm the mayor of this city. Right, who, right. Oh,
2: who the hell is she? He's swinging it's, his big penis.
3: That's exactly right. It's it's actually, uh, yeah, let me take a page out of the uh, woke playbook. That's an act of misogyny on the part of Eric Adams.
2: Damn right
3: to usurp and by the, way, could the be female racism, governor. It could
2: be racism, too, because she's white and he's black. You but. can throw all that in there, I'll take it. <laughs> you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't like it? Don't no, employ no, it no. your damn self. So we got all that. we got the vaccine mandates coming to an end. Ukraine, Russia, Major League Baseball, two great guests today. And I had a fight with my wife at the airport. Not a real fight, but it was, it was a disagreement. And I have to get your take on this, Bernard, because for the first time maybe in my lifetime, my daughter, Ava, who had just gotten off a plane from England, agreed with me and not Danielle, and it's all about Vladimir Putin. But first, I did start off this show by saying, and I quote, Deja Vu all over again. I've seen this scene before. Folks that are not watching us right now, and you can watch us every day. Gabby Lopez does an amazing job. WABC Radio.tv, WABC Radio.tv. And as Bernie tells you all morning long, if you want to listen to this show, download the app. You can listen to the show in any city, in any state, quite frankly, in Belarus. This morning, just download the free seventy-seven WABC app. So we're on television, we're on radio. But if you're watching us, you're about to see a face that you definitely recognize. Guy that spent a lot more time actually standing next to Bernie than he did next to me. But I've had uh, opportunities to work with this guy on and off for the better part of twenty years. Over thirty years uh, for Bernard. Bernard, say hello to your old buddy Lou Ruffino. Bernie. Louis, <laughs> oh,
4: good morning. Get out
2: of town. Good morning.
3: I when S- in I the th- house. I
4: thought when Sid was talking about swinging his big P, I thought he was going to introduce me then.
3: That's what
4: I- <laughs> yeah. Ah, I can't I like believe it. it. Wow. I like it.
3: Out of the box. There he is. Right wow. out of the box. There he is. I can't Lua. believe
4: I'm looking at Sid. I can't believe it.
3: Crazy, but, right? So, uh, I, I guess, I, of course I know, but, uh. So, uh,
4: Louis, the, the significance of uh, you being in st- studio, were we allowed to uh, speak of this? Yeah, I was just walking down the avenue, and I <laughs> wanted to stop in. <laughs>
2: right. He I needed heard. a job. He got so sick and tired of Berman and uh, what's the other guy's name? Riedel, Riedel, Riedel. whatever Riedel. the hell his name is. And, uh, yeah, he was just looking for a job. And he just happened to walk past here, and Lopez said, hey, Aren't you that guy that used to work with uh, Imus? And he said yes. And now here he is on a Monday morning. How well, about first, that? Well, well first,
4: yeah. First he yelled at me for not coming sooner.
2: <laughs> he did. <laughs> hey, look. This, this is a
4: reunion. It is. The three of us back together. Wow. This, is, uh, this is wild. I can't believe it. I'm here. My man, Bernie. Uh, wow. Lou Rafina. Wow. Louie. Wow. Louie.
3: Let's face it. Louie, you know it. I know it. How are you doing? I could be a lot worse. I'm doing great. Thank you. <laughs> could be a lot okay. damn worse. I could be in freaking uh, Kiev. Kiev. Yeah, I call it, I'm call i old school. I still call it Kiev.
4: You are. You're still wearing the chucks. Cool. Yeah. Cool. That's me. But I can't, uh, I can't believe it.
3: No, this is cool. Cool. Yeah. Lou Rufino. It's great to hear your voice. And uh, so, yeah, you, you escaped the uh, the, the, uh, that, the drab droll. That's uh, a
4: good way to put it. I escaped. Good. I well, escaped. Wow. You,
3: you are like a Ukrainian refugee in Poland. <laughs> yeah. You made it out. Congratulations.
4: <laughs> whatever was on my back, I brought into the building. That there you go. A, there yeah, you go.
2: you go. Well, it's great to have uh, Louis here. Now, just so you know, Louis is going to run the board. He is uh, the best ever at that. No disrespect to Justin Ellick, who's really, really good, right there with Matt Meany. But Justin, who's uh, started to become a huge part of this show, an integral part of the on-air portion of the program, he's very funny, he will stay with the show in an executive producer role. So Lou runs the board. Uh, Justin becomes the executive producer. And you've got uh, me, Bernie, Frankie Diaz, Lou, Luke Legrano, Deb Valentine, and the whole crew. But, yes, uh, there were some rumors on Facebook last week. As I did mention his name once, I screwed up last week. Lou Rapino is back with Bernard McGurk and Sid Rosenberg as of today here on 77 WABC. The IMIS reunion in full place. Except the old man is dead. Now you get me and Bernie. You're better off anyway. Now. (laughs) I like what I hear. I like what I hear. Uh, I know. Except for the dead uh, part. If you like that part, if you like what you just heard, you're really going to love this, Bernard, because I've got a great present for you on this Monday morning talking about Putin, talking about Ukraine, talking about uh, where we are, why we are where we are. And certainly all signs point to the guy that's in charge now on Pennsylvania Avenue, Joe Biden. Well, the guy that was in charge before.
3: By the way, he's not on Pennsylvania Avenue. He's still in Del. He spent the weekend in Delaware. I know. I know. You believe
2: this? Yeah. Well, there's there's nothing going on. You believe this? (laughs) There's nothing going on. Yeah. Right.
3: (laughs) It's actually, uh, it's it's actually jaw dropping that the guy spent that his weekend at his home in in Delaware, in the midst of all of this, this uh, the potential nuclear war. I know the potential is 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 remote, perhaps, but still. It's out there, and this guy, he's intelligent.
2: Well, that's that's why the guy that was president before him, Donald Trump, actually did more talking this weekend about our state and this war than Joe Biden did, as you talked about a bunch last week, Bernie. It was the CPAC convention down in Orlando this weekend, and a host of big-time Republicans stopped by to make uh, speeches for a couple of days. And, of course, 45 stole the show. And uh, we've got a bunch of cuts from Donald Trump for you from CPAC this weekend. But right here, he talks about the incompetency of the current president, Joe Biden.
5: Nobody could ever believe how bad and weak and grossly incompetent it has been. And when you have a weak president who is not respected by other nations, you have a very chaotic world. And the world hasn't been this chaotic since World War II. I think we can say that. We can say that very strongly. I have no doubt that President Putin made his decision to ruthlessly attack Ukraine only after watching the pathetic withdrawal from Afghanistan, where the military was taken out first, our soldiers were killed, and American hostages plus $85 billion worth of The finest equipment anywhere in the world were left
2: behind. Billion! Billion dollars! Billion.
3: (laughs) There he is, the guy.
2: That's the effective leader. So this was the fight we had on Saturday. And I'll ask you this. It's a a very simple question. As far as I know, Bernard, you're smarter than me. There is nothing in the word leader that implies good or bad. Right? There's nothing in the word leader that implies good or bad. As far as I know.
3: You could be a bad leader. Or you could be evil evil. and still be a good leader, right? Absolutely. Well, you could be an evil and an effective leader. Effective.
2: Exactly right. Not the word good. Effective. So we're sitting at the airport on Saturday, me and Danielle, waiting for Ava to get off the plane from London. She shows me a story that there's a group out there that's attacking Tucker Carlson. And the quote was, hey, Tucker, maybe now you want to take back all the nice things you said about Vladimir Putin. And she shows it to me, and I said, well, I guess. She goes, what do you mean you guess? I said, well, look, the guy's a ruthless animal. He's a murderer. He should be shot dead in the streets. I admit all of that. But the truth is he's a much better leader than the guy we've got. Well, she got up. She walked to a different terminal. She didn't talk to me for two hours. She called me disgusting. And when we finally started talking again a few hours later, uh, my daughter agreed. She said, listen, in daddy's defense, I think you could be a- an effective leader but still be evil. I said, yeah, that was my point, Danielle. At the end of the day, Biden may be a much—excuse me—Putin may be a much worse per, a person than Biden. Although I'm not exactly sure, doesn't mean he's not a better leader. She just would not accept the fact you could be evil, even murderous, and still be a more effective leader than a good guy. What are your thoughts?
3: Well, I mean, she's a teenage girl. She's an-
2: no—that's well, my wife who said that. Ava agreed with me. Oh, 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 she, oh, she, oh Ava
3: agreed with yes, your wife. Yes, it was shocking. Well. uh... Well, I hate to disagree with Danielle in any way, shape, or form, but uh, he is an effective uh, evil leader. I mean, he's much more effective than nobody's. Look at the poll numbers. To, to, our leader's poll numbers are in the mid thirties. I mean, uh, e- even though a lot most of the a lot of the Russian people don't agree with this war, uh, he still you know they, they they he's still a leader. He rallies around them. He puts Russia first. They like that. I don't think they like the fact that he actually went full on, full in with this war right here. And let me just say this: uh, prior to uh, this weekend, prior to what he did, you know, I was ambivalent. You know, last week, and I was kind of kidding around about uh, I don't care what happens, apathetic. But after what Putin did, uh, you know, this full on, full scale invasion and talking about nuclear war, I mean, screw the uh, Russian barbarians. I'm I'm down with the Ukrainians. Oh, me too. I'm totally 100%. down with yep. Zelensky. Is yep. uh, morphed into a hero. Really, a hero. Absolutely. Yep. I don't need. I don't need the, the Biden says, well, we'll get you out of uh, Ukraine. He says, I don't need to ride. I need ammunition. Yeah. I mean, that's the line that will go down in history. Yep. That, that's a live free or die type of line. Yep. So that and the uh, the resolve and the co- courage of the Ukrainian people. I am down with the Ukrainians. Me too. Doesn't mean, uh, you know, what we said last week. Nobody expected uh, Putin to do this. To, this is really gross what he did. And, uh, they, and 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 highly, highly dangerous puts all of us. You know, the economies, everything else, in jeopardy. So screw him. Uh, But that doesn't mean that I don't think that he ultimately will be victorious because he has the uh, resources, the troops, et cetera, et cetera, Uh, cetera, on his side. He's got
2: the numbers. That's the bottom line. But Ukraine is definitely fighting hard. This is day five. In fact, as we speak, Box News running the scroll, Russian invasion meets stiff resistance in the Ukraine, so Zelensky's folks are fighting hard, but the numbers will eventually no go Russia's way. Hey,
3: listen, real quick, you can use this with uh, Danielle. Uh, the Russian ruble, or the Russians woke up this morning, the ruble is down a full 30%, and that's on top of about 16% already. Wow. So you have it down 46 So if you had, let's say, just say you had $100 in the bank on Friday, uh, or, or let's say you had $100 in the bank a week ago, now you have you have essentially you have 40 about bucks. Fi- 54 or $54 right it, so so and, and here's the thing if Joe Biden those sanctions kicked in over the weekend because well, they finally threw the Russians out of this international banking system called Swift if Joe Biden had opposed those sanctions before the invasion it might have acted as a deterrent the the the, the Russians might have said no 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 do not do this but he waited he didn't do it he didn't push for it and so now after the fact we have the the sanctions and they they're more punitive than deterrent and what good is that he's already in the Ukraine he's not going to turn around so anyway that's a, that's an example of a bad leader on the part of Joe Biden a terrible leader as a matter of fact just one of many not to mention not uh you know uh, uh, unleashing our the our energy sector and and, and, and you know non uh, uncanceling the Keystone pipeline opening the uh the leases on the federal lands, oil—you know—pumping p- for oil, drill for oil—to to, uh, use our leverage against Russia. I mean, so there's a many examples of Biden being a terrible. There's a reason why he's in the 30s, and some of what I just laid out are those.
2: 37% was the last number. One eight hundred eight four eight. W.A.B.C., 1-800-848-9222. That's the number, as always. Again, which Lowry, National Review, he'll be here at 740. Dr. Mark Siegel, Fox News, he'll be here at 905. And I did sit yesterday with my son Gabriel in Dr. Mark Siegel's seats at Madison Square Garden for that Nick Sixers game, and what a great time me and Gabby had. I'll talk about that later on in the program. Uh, all the news that's fit to print, and once again, if you just missed it, Lou Ruffino. Back Bernie and Sid. Monday morning, the last day of February, March right around the corner. Bernie and Sid on Talk Radio 77, WABC. Let's do it.
3: Breathing for Back here on the Bernie and Sitkoff heard everywhere on that 77 WABC upside. We'll out on Eastern Long Island News Talk 107.1 FM. Also, you can check us out on uh, on your smart TVs, on your smart, on your computers. You can check out Lou Ruffino WABC Radio WABC Radio TV, ladies and gentlemen. It is a good watch, and uh, it is Monday morning, February 28th the last day of february can you believe this 18 days till st patrick's day this is uh this is a very very you know war aside this is a very very uh, optimistic day I war would aside say. Right. Well, how, <laughs> how
2: can you just say war aside
3: i know i know but, yeah, but uh, the war is halfway thank god no, around the you. world i'm with you and those people uh are stuck you know there's this, uh, obviously there's a school of thought that the uh, the ukrainians are going to lose eventually all right so, but we're, and the, and the courage and the resilience, I mean, it, has, it really has inspired people, uh, Zelensky uh, as well. It really has inspired the hell out of people to back the Ukraine. The globe is behind the Ukraine. Putin is just uh, an evil, greedy SOB. The guy's living like Hugh Hefner, for God's sakes. What are you doing? Ruining all these people's lives. But uh, in the meantime, the, the school of thought is this. Are we giving the Ukrainians false hope? We're going to send them arms. They're going to conduct an insurgency, but nobody's sending troops to help them out. On the contrary, you have Belarus, or uh, the puppet state of Russia, uh, saying that they're going to join the Russian troops. You have the uh, you have the Chechens. The Chechen uh, these these Chechens are freaking brutal, tough, brutal. They're threatening to join the fight. By so, the way,
2: just a reminder: the uh, the two brothers that were responsible for the bombing at the Boston Marathon were both, uh, they were from Chechnya. Chechn- exactly. Yeah. These are tough. But you
3: know how I know they're so tough? Because they fight in the UFC and they win everything. Whenever they fight, they win. But that's that's only one reason. Historically, they're just really, really tough. So
2: Now, what about the Swedes? I know the Swedes well, the, are so, helping out in some fashion. The
3: Swedes, the Finnish, uh, the Germans actually saying uh, two things. The, Germans, uh, the Swedes finish, we're going to send uh, arms and we're going to help out. Not going to send troops. The Germans are saying that we're going to increase our military capacity, defying their own constitution. They Also, say they're going to make uh, they're going to pay their fair share of NATO, two percent. Uh, what about two or two or three years after uh, Trump shamed them into it? They're now coming around, realizing that yeah, Russia is the enemy. After years of buying their oil, after they put up a wind and solar and had a horrific summer because there was no wind there was no sol- there was no sun <laughs> and they were desperate to buy uh, a really really expensive oil from uh, uh, from Russia on which they are very very dependent now but uh, so you have a lot of countries yeah giving uh, essentially moral support and material support no troops on the ground so the thought is this do you send so much uh, you send them all this type of support uh, does it give them false hope knowing that in the end the russians are going to prevail and
2: but you have no choice. In the meantime, I mean, you're, you're w- going to
3: have a lot of uh, people die. I know, but
2: what's your choice? Just the exactly. the white flag. There's no you're right. choice. You're
3: right. That's that's the dilemma. There's
2: no b. There's no dilemma because the, there's no choice. Well, <laughs>
3: do you do do you sort of appease, or do you do you come up with uh, a compromise where you say, okay, Putin, uh, you can have the uh, two independent uh, separatist nations oh, oh, that boy. don't want to be here anyway, right? And the rest of the country will be neutral. We won't put uh, any missiles. And, the, and, and spare a lot of people's lives I mean and you could you could, you could do that yeah. or you could say fight like hell and make it as tough as possible for Putin I'm just putting it out there that's a school of thought uh, again it's lives versus you know principle uh listen this guy Zelensky I, I mentioned it earlier his line about the, when Biden says hey listen we can get you out of that country he says I don't need a ride I need ammunition this guy he really really has inspired people uh, previously. We dismissed him as a stand-up comic and, uh, you know, really a kleptocratic, kind of corrupt, because it was the Biden family that made millions in the uh, country of Ukraine. It is a corrupt country, let's face it. I mean, all countries in that region are corrupt. Either way, that aside, Zelensky, listen to what he said, part of what's uh, really, really inspiring people. Take a listen to the president of the Ukraine, Zoldomor Zelensky everyone who can return to ukraine come back to defend ukraine we will then have lots of work to rebuild it everyone who can defend ukraine abroad do it ceaselessly, persistently and together all friends of ukraine who want to join the defense come and we will give you arms we will give you arms and all the people if you see the video footage the people streaming into poland they're all women and children all the men have gone back they do want to fight so I mean, they say that uh, uh, the fact that Putin hasn't taken any real big cities now is a sign that it's not going well for him. I'm not so sure that's the case. I mean, maybe he planned it that way. He's got a lot of of troops still filing in. But hopefully that's the case. He's being thwarted, especially at home. And now with the new sanctions, uh, people getting pissed off. But the other, uh, let me just say this to you riding on the LIE. That's right. I'm talking to you on the LIE by Glen Cove Road or any place on the LIE, you on the Garden State Parkway, you on the New York State Thruway, you on the BQE, listen to me, you, you driving your car, you are subsidizing Putin and this war. That's right. You are, because uh, we import almost 600,000 barrels of oil a day from the country of Russia. Though We still do that. Even though we're going to dump out our Russian vodka, we're going to buy Russian oil. Water be- cross, bro that's right the cross bronx you you guys in the cross bronx on the brooklyn boulevard you're all guilty and you don't even know it and 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 it's not your fault it's the fault of the imbecile in chief the leadership that we have uh because they will not they will not pump our own oil they will not drill our own oil and uh, allowing you to buy american oil and of course build the pipeline which would not only Help us out in the West regarding oil, you know, uh, uh, p- producing oil instead of begging OPEC and begging Russia. It would also create tens of thousands of jobs. These idiots won't do it because they're beholden to the Greta Turnbergs and the AOCs of the world. That's the kind of uh, men we have down in Washington D.C. The, the guys with no balls, these 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 feckless, uh, 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 you know, excuses for for men. It really is disgusting. It's gross. And so they won't do it. They won't. They say we're going to do everything to try to keep the price of uh, gas down. No no you're not. You're not you're not doing that at all. As a matter of fact, that smart ass Peppermint Patty looking uh, Jen Psaki, she was on the uh, one of the talk shows. I believe it was with your boy Chuck Todd yesterday, and she was asked just about that because Chuck Todd knows what time it is. Uh, listen, to, listen to her response.
6: On oil leases, what this actually justifies in President Biden's view is the fact that we need to reduce our dependence on foreign oil, on oil in general, and, need to, and we need to look at other ways of, process, of having energy in our country and others. One of the interesting things, George, we've seen over the last week or so is that a number of European countries are recognizing they need to reduce their own reliance on Russian oil.
3: We need to look at other ways. No, we don't need to. We're in an emergency right now. Uh, Oil and gas, by the way, it uses, uh, excuse me, solar power and uh, windmills use coal and electricity. When you get the Green Deal stuff down, get it down. Uh, You know, countries have uh, the the fact that Germany and Japan in World War II, they had no fuel, no oil. They were doomed by that. They were really doomed by that. Whoever controls the energy supply is the person that wins the war. That's, That's the country that wins the war. Historically, that's been the case. And these idiots, these amateur, uh, you know, these military strategists wannabes. I mean, they just don't get it. They just they, they think this is a big game, green new deal over, you know, beating Russia, over a military victory. This is gross. And uh, back to uh, Vladimir Putin, Sydney. Uh, this guy who you had a big fight with uh, Danielle, and I hope you guys wrap this up and resolve it,
2: <laughs> it was, sometime. It was during fine. The no, no, no. Listen, don't, don't, we had a great Saturday night. We had great sex. Did I just say that? Uh, but, so we got past the Putin call, with each other. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes. Okay. Well great. not with Putin. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just <laughs> Yeah. So anyway,
3: listen, uh, Putin, uh, the 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 rap on him, or the thought process is that he's lost his mind. Yeah, he's crazy. He's, he, he's crazy. Yeah. Not yeah. only uh, because five years ago they say he would have never done this. I mean, I don't know. Uh, he, uh, to me, he still seems rational. It's all about legacy, and if, if not now, he's in his early seventies. When but uh, none other than Condoleezza Rice, a woman who I greatly admire, was on one of the Sunday morning talk shows, and uh, apparently there are t- intelligent re- intelligence reports saying that Putin is uh, he's a little bit cuckoo. Anyway, this is what uh, Condoleezza Rice said. Take a listen.
6: Well, I met with him many times, uh, and uh, this is a different Putin. He had that, uh, that tough veneer. He was always calculating and cold. But... Uh, This is different. He seems uh, erratic. Uh, There is uh, an ever-deepening delusional rendering of history. Uh, It was always a kind of victimology about uh, Hmm. what had happened to them. He's descending into something that I personally haven't seen before.
3: Yeah, he sounds uh, like a madman. Now, there were a lot of anti-war protests, believe it or not, in Russia over the weekend. A lot of the same people that criticized the... well, a lot of the same people that criticized Putin for arresting these anti-war protesters, they said nothing when Justin Trudeau not only arrested but trampled innocent uh, protesters in the streets of Ottawa. Not only did he arrest them and trample them, he froze their bank accounts. They said squat, and now they're running their big uh, virtue signaling mouths uh, about Putin. So shut up. You have no standing. And just one thing, back to Donald Trump and the CPAC uh, thing, there were, they did take a poll. The pre- they do it all the time. Who would be the best president, uh, best presidential candidate in the next, the upcoming election in 2024? And the numbers are: Trump, 59 percent; Ron DeSantis, 28
2: percent. Not close.
3: And uh, the rest of them: Pompeo, Christine Nome, one percent.
2: That's why uh, DeSantis won't run. If Trump decides to run, he will. Uh, DeSantis won't run. He'll go back and uh, be the governor again of the state of Florida. And when Trump decides, it's over after that second term. Then DeSantis full will jump in. My uh, friend, our friend Susan Brown Otto, listening right now in the small town of Bethel, New York, just outside Monticello, says talking about Chechnya. Remember the Sopranos Pine Barons episode with Paulie Walnuts, the Russian guy. Remember they shot the guy in the tree and all that stuff.
3: Yep, that guy. Oh, was that was from, a great, he, great episode. He was from
2: Chechnya. That guy. How about that? Ah, uh, see that? <laughs> they're, they're, these
3: people, are, I mean, they're, they're off the hook, savage, crazy. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're just just—they're wild. They're, they're, I mean, you know, they're, they're not bad people necessarily. It's just that they're tough as nails. Well, they are tough, yeah. And they're about to join the fight against the Ukrainians, which is not good news for them. Traffic in sports is coming up next right now. It is time for the 77 WABC clip of the day. Listen to the Cats Roundtable every Sunday morning starting at 8 o'clock. Here John talks with Gordon Chang.
4: What
0: the heck is going
3: on? Is the world coming to an end?
0: I think the world is in the early stages of coming to the end, John. We are seeing events which were incomprehensible just a couple months ago. This full-scale Russian invasion of Ukraine. Also, on the other end of the Eurasian landmass, China is now pressuring Taiwan. Uh, China sent nine planes into Taiwan's air defense identifications out. That's a hostile act. We're hearing Beijing give full-throated support for Russia, this looks extremely serious, John.
1: This is Sid on Sports. Oh my Sponsored by Careless Boilers on 77 WABC. Dr.
2: Mark Siegel will join us, Fox News, at 9.05. And thanks to Dr. Mark Siegel, me and my beautiful son, Gabriel, with Madison Square Garden yesterday afternoon for a matinee affair between the Philadelphia 76ers, who are really good And the New York Knicks. And the Knicks had a three-point lead in the fourth quarter when James Harden and Joel Embiid took over, and they ended up winning this game. Philly easily beat the Knicks by 16, 125-109, your final score. Big night for Embiid. He put in 37, a triple-double for James Harden. He goes 29, 10, and 16. The 76ers get their 37th win of the season. They're now the three-seed inside the Eastern Conference behind Miami and Chicago. As for the Knickerbockers, 61 games in. They're 11 games under five hundred. The Nets, they're back at it tonight. They'll host the Toronto Raptors in Brooklyn. The Nets start tonight's action 32-29, and good enough for the eight seed in the Eastern Conference. They do expect Kevin Durant and Ben Simmons back maybe as early as this week. On the ice yesterday, the Rangers, they suffered their second straight loss. This time they lose to Vancouver 5-2. They'll host St. Louis at the Garden coming up on Wednesday night. The Islanders get an easy win yesterday. They got a 4-0 win over the San Jose Sharks. And later on tonight, the Devils will, t- will take on the uh, Canucks in Newark. That game comes your way at seven thirty. Finally, Major League Baseball. If the lockout is not over today, baseball is ready. Willing up some regular season games which will not be made up. That deadline is today. Sports brought to you by our dear friend Pete Morgan and the fine folks at Peerless Boilers. Check them out today and every day. PeerlessBoilers.com, PavilionTankless.com. They do build America's best boilers. With sports, I'm Sid. He goes, you like the furs? Wow. And I told him, of course, I love these psychedelic furs. Ghost in You, Love My Way, Ghost in You. I play all these songs. And uh, Lou Rufino, of course, is back. He's uh, working with Justin Ellick today. And I think by Wednesday, Lou will be back on the board. So you get the trio, the trifecta, the hat trick of Sid Rosenberg, Bernard McGurk, and Lou Rufino back together again, which is a, a great day. There's a website, actually, that's dedicated to this program. It's a crappy website. A bunch of people that love Bernie and hate me. Uh, Keith Smolin started that website, but they've already celebrated the return of Lou Rufino. There's about five posts already, including a picture of Lou behind the glass standing next to Justin Ellick. So Lou Rufino already being celebrated the return with uh, Bernie and Sid. So uh, if you go to my Instagram page, Bernard, this morning, Rosenberg.Sydney, Rosenberg.Sydney. And, of course, we've got our own Instagram page, the show. It does very well at its Bernie and Sid. But my page specifically, I put up a picture of me and Gabriel on the court yesterday, courtside, matinee affair, 1 o'clock tip-off between the Knicks and 76ers. Tickets courtesy of Dr. Mark Siegel. Box News will join us at 9.05. In all the years I've had an Instagram account, I have never had, never, as many likes for any one photo as the photo of me and Gabriel courtside right before tip-off of the Knicks and 76ers yesterday. All more comments. 99% of the folks, Bernie, that commented on that page were like, this is what it's all about, father and son making memories. And I got to tell you, we had such a wonderful time. My son must have told me he loved me 50 times during the game. He's got his head on my shoulder. He's asking questions about the Knicks, asking questions about James Harden. There's a couple of folks. I can't stand these people, Bernie. I'm sorry. They're like, well, you know what? You shouldn't be there. They're a bunch of woke tards. Screw the NBA players. Screw the people at Madison Square Garden. This is why we can't stand you. And I'm like, folks, I'm at a basketball game with my son on a Sunday, a memory he will never forget. And this is what people get just caught up in. And I get it. I know these players are completely unlikable, but... My God, is that what we're down to, Bernie? You can't enjoy your day with your son at a basketball game?
3: Well, I would just block that out. And let me just say this about you and Gabe, and I can't wait to see the photo myself, which is uh, you, Sid Rosenberg, you're at the pinnacle of your life. I mean, that is a, a wonderful, such a poignant experience that he'll never forget, never forget Daddy taking him to with such great seats to a, a game at Madison Square Garden. These are the things that memories are made of, and uh, f- screw the uh, naysayers out there. Ignore all that crap and just, you know, put your head on the pillow and say, I had a great day with my boy, uh-huh. and it was beautiful, and I look forward to more of them. Just Thank you. that.
2: Actually, Gabby Lopez, again, does such a great job. Chance, daughter, right now, WABC WABCradio.tv, TV. You see the picture of me and Gabriel courtside there at Madison Square Garden. For folks that don't know, my son was born with a disability. It's called dyspraxia. It's very similar to autism. As I've mentioned to you before, in the United States, all we talk about is autism. Well, if you go to England or Ireland, for example, Bernard, your country, uh, believe it or not, dyspraxia gets more attention and more federal money than autism. So once a year, me and Danielle have to go to London and Ireland to speak with parents around the world about what my son was born with. So when he was born, he couldn't walk. We had to go to Jackson Memorial Hospital after a, couple of, after a year down in Miami. And you remember, Bernie, I told you this story many times. The doctor said to me, the good news is he's going to be okay. The bad news is he'll never hit 300 or lead the league in scoring. And I was furious that day with the doctor. By the way, since then, my son goes to the park and hits jump shots and layups, which makes me really, really happy. But he just he's not a big-time ball player. And his father, of course, WFAN, sports, blah, blah, blah. So to sit with him at a game and have him pay interest and ask questions when he knows he'll never be a very good ball player is, is even more special, Bernie, believe it or not, than the parents whose kids go out there and score 25 a game in high school basketball.
3: I believe that. I believe that. a net doctor should be, uh, uh, I don't know, w- 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 the equivalent of disbarred. He should be <laughs> take away his license right? and uh, ban him, get him out. I mean, that, be- that, that type of bedside manner is just gross. Uh, You should have punched him in the face. I wanted to,
2: and to this day, Danielle's like, "Oh, but he figured it out. Thank God for him." I'm like, "Really?" But I actually got mad yesterday because I like the whole experience when I go to a Nick game or a Ranger game. Bernard, believe it or not, I know it sounds crazy. But taking the train for me is part of the experience. I hate taking a cab. You get to Midtown, it becomes too much traffic, a pain in the ass. The train is literally two blocks from my apartment before I move next month. And it takes you right to 34th Street and Penn Station. Then you get there, you see all the Nick bands on the train, all the Nick bands, you know, walking upstairs from Penn Station to Madison Square Garden. It's all part of the experience. So I said he gave me in the morning, I go, listen, we're going to leave at 12, tip off is 1. We're going to take the train. Oh, no, you're not. No, I'm not. What? Right. You're not putting my son on the train. I go, Danielle, he's taken the train for years, uptown, downtown, Wall Street, Upper West Side. What do you mean? Not since COVID, not since the crime's gone up. She actually decreed in the house yesterday, no train rides for Gabe. I go, Danielle, it's the middle of a Sunday afternoon. He's with his father on a jam-packed train on the way to a jam-packed Madison Square Garden. He's not going to do it. And sure enough, five minutes later, we're in a cab to midtown Manhattan.
3: <laughs> oh, no, you didn't. Oh,
2: yes, I did. Oh, you could
3: have went downstairs and just slipped on the subway I could, have do-
2: I could have done that, but I'm trying to be more honest as you know, I'm getting older.
3: <laughs> but, you know, she does have a point, though. I mean, the crime c- continues under Eric Adams, really, to soar out of control. I don't know if you saw this. I mean, it's particularly gross out in uh, Queens Plaza, a 60-year-old uh, health care worker in a New York City healthcare care worker, 60 years old. Her name is Nina Rothwell, I believe was her name. She was kicked as she walked down the stairs, and then the animal beat her over the skull with a hammer. And this 60-year-old lady is in the hospital in critical condition with a fractured skull. They finally arrested the mutt. Uh, They wouldn't tell you much on the fake news yesterday about how many priors he has. Yeah. But uh, you can rest assured he wasn't a white supremacist. (laughs) There was also an Asian musician on the Lower East Side. He was brutally, brutally assaulted. He he was going to a performance. And then finally, uh, and and there were many, many other instances. I'm just outlining three. Just to let you know, there is other news out there. And crime and disgusting things continue to happen. On the East 241st Street uh, station up in the Bronx... Some dude walking down a platform, he's passing a woman sitting on a bench waiting for the subway, and he all of a sudden stops and he starts shoving feces right in her face. I saw that. Yeah. Feces in yeah. her And, again, he was yeah. not a white supremacist. I no, so just want to yeah. let the people know that. Uh, so these things on the subway are real?
2: No, they are real. But, look, you just described a woman, a small Asian person. They ain't going to mess with the guy who bench presses 300 pounds. That's the bottom line. So, And, and they can bring
3: it's midtown. I mean, you're, you're you know, it's a good time. It's not particularly uh, a dangerous thing at that time. You should have taken the subway.
2: <laughs> yeah, I see. I agree with you. Now, three o'clock in the morning. I don't want Danielle and or Gabriel or Ava on the train. Me, I'd be fine. So would you. But um, yeah, middle of the afternoon, Sunday. To me, it's all part of the experience. All in all, though, it was still an amazing time. But I will say this, Justin Ellick, because you're a big Philadelphia fan. You're a Sixers fan, I think, right?
7: Uh, I am now. Yeah.
2: They're the three seed right now behind Miami and Chicago. I think they're going to win the East. That James Harden come. is so good. He's so good. You would have thought yesterday, Madison Square Garden, the Raptors, Patrick Ewing, Walt Frazier, all those great Nick memories, you would have thought yesterday that game was in Philadelphia. It was a louder 76er crowd than a Nick crowd. Every time Joel Embiid went to the free throw line, and he was there all day, as you know, the chance of MVP – Deafened all the Knicks fans.
7: I mean, he's running away with it at this point. And you can call me a Fairweather fan. You can call me whatever you want. Okay. I, I didn't really watch basketball up until about, uh, you know, really this season. I started watching a lot more of it because I knew that the Sixers would have a shot in the Eastern Conference. And this really kind of, this, this now 100% puts me on the bandwagon.
2: Oh, sure. Listen, Harden is, uh, he is fun to watch. I kept pointing out to Gabriel, watch, the, look at the court vision. This guy has so the Sixer team when I was growing up is a team of the natural very good basketball team. They had Michael Ray Richardson and Ray Williams and Albert King and Daryl Dawkins, all those guys. But the Sixers had Andrew Tony, Maurice Cheeks, Julius Irving, Moses Malone. Those were great '76er teams under Billy Cunningham. This. Sixer team with Harden and Joel Embiid could be very, very special. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Rich Lowry comes your way at 740. Dr. Mark Siegel, Fox News, comes your way at 905. Lydia reports beat Bernie, and Lou Rapino is in the house. Monday morning, Bernie and Sid will be right back.
8: Try to make this kind and clear. Just a chance that maybe we'll find better days. Cause I don't need boxes wrapped in strings and design and love and empty things. Just a chance that maybe. So take these words and sing out loud, cause everyone is forgiven now, cause tonight's the night
2: the world begins again. Google dials, better days, we're hoping for that here in America first of course, and then in the Ukraine. Obviously, we are um, our hearts are with those people. Both me and Bernie, all in for Ukraine, folks. Go to wabcradio.com right now and register for your chance to win a WABC Barry House coffee mug. Barry House coffee is proud to be the official coffee of Bernie and Sid in the morning. I'm having a cup right now, right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Register now and good luck. So I did get some uh, some good news for Gabriel. Outside the fact we had a wonderful time at the Knicks 76ers, thank you for your kind words. As always, as always, Uncle Bernie. But uh, something I've complained about for the better part of two years with my son, and I can't stand it. I've told you this a hundred times. Sometimes we have to walk three blocks, three blocks on our 11-block uh, walk home before he even realizes a thing is on. And he takes it off, and there's a huge red rash by his chin, and his eyes are bloodshot. And I'm talking about this stupid mask. It does seem like now we're just a couple of days away. And he's a private school. He's not a public school, so it's a little different. They may have their own rules, but it looks like we're just a couple of days away, at worst, weeks away from finally taking the masks, Bernard, off our kids.
3: It's about time they started read, you know, the, reading the electorate. And this all be, comes before, uh, of course, the elections in November. That's what they're reacting to. They've been wrong all these years. The CDC just uh, acknowledged as much that they've been wrong. They're changing their guidance on mask mandates. It's all you know. It's, it's all political expediency, is what it is. They screwed the kids for as long as they could to the bitter end. Right now, right here at the beginning of March, they, they're March 2022, and they're finally, you know, t- more than two years into this thing, finally letting the kids breathe again. Because of the evil, selfish teachers' unions and the cowardly politicians who kowtow to them, finally uh, liberating the kids. Hopefully, one day these kids exact some sort of revenge. I don't know what,
2: <laughs> right. but they're going to be—they're going to be, gonna be uh, damaged by this. They're going to be affected by it at the very least. I couldn't agree more. So, uh, when do we announce that Joey DeFazio is coming back too?
3: <laughs> Joey DeFazio. <laughs> I love Joey. He's a good guy.
2: Uh, He's a good guy. Yes, Larry Kenny, Rob Bartlett, the whole crew. Anyway. What is it, Louis? Look at Lou Ruffino. He's so happy. He's so happy. You talk about kids wearing masks and uh, being punished for years. I have to think working for the morning show at WAR is worse punishment than anything. I, I think uh, that wasn't a job. That was a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm sorry about that, Lou. I'm glad you've been uh, paroled. Welcome home, Louis. Welcome home, Lou Ruffino.
2: Is
8: wrapped in street.
6: Or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G A B O Law.com. Gabola, where winning is no accident. Mm.
3: Like we're in the Bernie and such, some very appropriate ominous music. Things about to get real. Not that they haven't already, but though well, there are peace talks, peace talks going on today at the border between the Russians and the Ukes. Uh Again, we talked about it earlier. This guy Zelensky really inspired people. Biden says, "Listen, I can get a helicopter and get you the hell out of the country." He says. I don't need a ride. I need ammunition there, bro. <laughs> I need some help. And those words uh, cemented the, his heroic status. I mean, he's staying there. He's on Instagram. He's 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 targeting the he's the enemy number one to the Russians. So he's displaying uh, incredible bravery.
2: And by the way, you can't trust when Biden says that anyway, because let's not forget Bernard. We're not that far removed from Biden promising that every American, everyone, would be evacuated safely from Afghanistan. How did that go?
3: Exactly right. Oh, the guy's got no credibility, no nothing. He's got nothing. He's still in Delaware as we speak. (laughs) He didn't go anywhere. I mean, it's unbelievable, this guy in Delaware, the balls that that his handlers allowed him to do that. Joe Biden
5: is a dummy.
3: We're in the infant stages of a a major war. Wow. And this guy's missing in action.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I don't think it's – look, the nuclear stuff didn't even – uh, I didn't even raise an eyebrow this morning. I know Putin threatened it. That's always scary. He does have them. But I didn't even raise an eyebrow. I don't think we're anywhere near World War Three. But, but, uh, it does beg the question. The latest poll comes out 37% approve of Joe Biden's performance. That is a miserable number. But, but, it's still 37%. Who are those people and why?
3: <laughs> yeah, those are the people that will just say it no matter what. No matter what, no matter. He, he could, uh, he could d- d- drop bombs on uh, you know Omaha, Nebraska, and they would still say, yeah, he's doing a good job. You're right. Oh, there's no question about it. You have those intransigent, uh, trump deranged range type people who, you know, Biden was the guy who beat Trump. So in their minds, he'll forever be the hero.
2: Len Berman is one of those guys.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I believe he is, uh, from what I've heard. No, he I is.
2: Mean, he is, yeah.
3: Len, Len Berman's got to be like 90 years old. I mean, it's, uh, it's amazing that he's still on here. But either way. Uh so listen it's not just Zelensky it's the people the people that we've witnessed uh, that we've seen on TV that the, all the men have gone back you you see at the borders as i mentioned earlier it's all women and children all the men between uh, i don't know teenage years and 60 years old uh they're fighting they're going to be fighting in the streets you have the, first of all you have the army you have uh, 900,000 reservists and you have civilians so it's going to be a miserable experience for the russians who uh, the Belarus troops and the Chechens, notwithstanding, uh, for the most part, are conscripts. These guys don't want to be there; they want to be back in home in their in their, in their cities, you know, uh, you know, doing what they do to their Russian stripper girlfriends. What? Uh, yeah, they don't want any part, they don't want a, a, a war, we invaded Ukraine, what am I doing Basically, here? Basically
2: what Justin Elleck does every day. Yeah. he a Russian girlfriend.
3: He doesn't have a rifle on his back.
2: No, he doesn't, and she doesn't care not, about it. Not
7: this. that I know of. Does she, I know of. Care, does she even care about this? She, she actually does. She has family in uh, in Moscow. Oh, really? Yeah.
3: So. so is she pro-Putin or is she pro-Ukraine? <laughs>
7: no, she's, she's definitely not pro-Putin. So she's pro-Ukraine? Yeah, of course. So, so she, she's a traitor. She... Well, it's, I guess technically speaking, but half, yeah. of, half of Russia's traitors, if that, if that, more than half, I would I would Is she a fan a of
3: uh, the band Pussy Riot? That's
7: right. <laughs> <laughs> She's got to be. I'm very funny.
3: <laughs> got to be. Listen, uh, look, just listen to some of the Ukrainian citizens that really have inspired the world. Take a listen to them.
9: I just can't believe someone could be so evil. I'm safe. I'm, I'm here. I'm safe. But uh, my family is not.
10: We Ukrainians, we will never give up. We will fight till the last Ukraine, till the victory in our freedom.
9: Right now, again, we are ready to die for the sake of our freedom and independence, the the dependence, and just to be Ukrainians.
3: Yep, indeed. You know, so like I said, uh, you know, last week it this, this hit us like a uh, out of left field. Uh, I hadn't really formed my thoughts. I was like, I'm apathetic. Uh, no, I'm down with the Ukrainian people. I hope that we're not giving them false hope. And a lot of people die when the ultimate outcome will be a Russian victory. I hope not. I hope that's not the case. I hope the Russians that it's been so miserable for them, and the fact that the ruble has crashed and burned today um, may, may wake up this uh, this this animal of uh, Vladimir Putin, who has clearly lost his mind, and according to our intel reports, has literally lost his mind. You also had uh, did uh, the Ukrainian mother in the subway. Anybody see this? This Ukrainian mother. She's in a subway uh, shelter in a subway. And there's like the food is just about ran out. And she's like, I don't care. My husband is off fighting. Uh, my baby may be hungry. We can go hungry for a while. We can do that. But we got to stop these Russians. Listen to this lady.
9: I was feeling myself here like in the bad comedy. Don't look up, have you watched this comedy? Now like the end of the world is coming, a big asteroid is falling, and we are discussing something like potential, theoretical dangers to Americans and the other countries, which is very surreal and it, it, it's funny and horrifying at the same time. Are you guys over there more afraid of Putin than we are afraid here? Are you afraid to provoke like more of aggression from him? Just listen, Were we doing anything wrong? Like at all to provoke aggression of Russia. Do you think You can do something wrong to escalate the conflict or provoke it. No, nothing is needed. He will come to you. So just give up everything, all the other things, and urgently do everything to stop Putin, stop this aggression, because he will never stop himself. I mean, we are strong. We are united. There are a lot of us, and we are good, and he is evil, so we will win together. So urgently intervene and stop Putin here. We are talking about humanity. That's real. That's That's Uh, big. I hate to cut her
3: off. It's going on for a long time, but you get the point. She's holding an infant in her arms in a subway, and with no food, and she's urging people to come on and fight, 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 fight. Not crying. say, Oh no, we don't have food. This is the strength and the resilience of the Ukrainian people that has been inspiring people. I mentioned earlier that we. Uh, Analogous import-
2: to uh, Ellen DeGeneres when she was complaining at the beginning of COVID that she was stuck in her twenty-seven million dollar mansion. <laughs> that's funny, bro. <laughs> you yeah,
3: know, that's funny right there. Uh, look, uh, I mentioned, of course, that uh, we continue. Well, not inexplicably, because of this spineless uh, imbecile and his handlers. Uh, They're afraid of uh, O.C., Greta Thunberg, and people like that. Uh, We continue to import 600,000 barrels of oil. Actually, it's more like 540,000 barrels from Russia. So uh, when you go to the pump and you're filling up your gas tank, you are subsidizing the Russian invasion uh, inadvertently of the Ukraine. So uh this guy his name is Mark Thiessen. he did a he did the math because I wouldn't do it because math is racist so I stayed away what? from doing it yeah math is racist of course you haven't heard about that Oh well uh, yeah.
2: only the Asians know how to do it That's right well <laughs> yeah.
3: according to uh a lot of uh, the intellectual the woke the tards out there blacks can't do math so it's racist Right that that's, them. that's what that's them saying
2: name? that that moron that uh, De Blasio hired to uh, to run the schools what was his name again Richard, uh, that, the, from, oh, oh,
3: yeah, yeah, Carranza.
2: Yes, Carranza. That's right, yes.
3: Yeah, no, that's their. I say blacks can do it, and, and they can do it very, very – we had Ben Carson on the other day. The guy's a freaking rocket uh, – Genius. Excuse me, a, a brain surgeon. Yeah, how about Janina
2: Butler here on Friday? She's brilliant, too.
3: Brilliant. Exactly. Blacks can do uh, math, and it's not racist. Of course, uh, I'm being very, very sarcastic, but that's what they say. Either way, this guy did the math uh, at 100, $100 a barrel – That's $53,800,000 in hard currency a day, money that is directly subsidizing Putin's war on the Ukraine. Cut off Russia now, but Joe Biden won't do it. Joe Biden, on day one, crushed our energy sector, and he says he pays lip service to uh, easing the pain at the pump, but he won't do what's obvious, which is uncancel the Keystone Pipeline and allow drilling and leasing of oil on federal lands and other places Uh, Either way, this uh, congressman, you know this guy, he gave up his eye in war uh, over in Afghanistan. His name is Dan Crenshaw. He's a Texas congressman. And he summed it up beautifully as to to what Joe Biden should do, the imbecile should do. By the way, one day ahead of his State of the Union speech where he's going to just look like a freaking zombie. (laughs) It's going to be funny. But either way, this is what Dan Crenshaw said on the whole oil thing. Take a listen.
4: What we should be demanding of our government is this. Stop attacking our fossil fuel industry. Look, Let me give you an example. The Department of Energy could, could approve about six permits right now that would allow six different LNG export terminals to expand their capacity. We could quickly start to overtake Russia's dominance in this. Well, they don't really have. We have the dominance. We could start to overtake their market share globally, which would reduce their leverage substantially. It's time to go. For the next 100 years, we need oil, gas, and nuclear. It's time to go. Let's stop messing around. Let's stop stop having these silly arguments. Energy is where it's at. And if we have global energy dominance, we will have the leverage that we need to prevent these kinds of things in the future.
3: And as I may remind you again, uh, in World War II, uh, everything that's happening today with China and Russia is analogous to uh, Japan and Hitler in the 1940s, 30s, and 40s. Uh, It was energy uh, dominance – that allowed the United States and the the allies to prevail over the Axis powers. Those people's th- their lack of fuel and their 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 zeal to try to get fuel, uh, really doomed them back in the 1940s. Just completely doomed them. So whoever's whoever's in charge of the fuel, is going to be the winner in any conflict. But uh, look, yesterday I happened to be watching Fox News. Uh, I, I f- totally forgot or blanked down on the fact that the Knicks were at home. Uh, Either way, and I hope Clyde Frazier wasn't there because uh, I would hate to think that I missed him. Was he there? Did you see Clyde Frazier? I didn't
2: see Clyde. Uh, I know Breen wasn't there. I think he had an ESPN game. (laughs) I did not see Clyde.
3: Oh, well, that's – you know what? I'm I'm not that sorry I missed him. No,
2: but I didn't walk down to the court, Bernard, and go over to the scorer's desk like I did with Bill O'Reilly last Wednesday to specifically say hello to Breen, Van Gundy, and Jackson. So he may have been there. I don't know. But I do know – That with Black History Month coming to an end today, actually, that at the Garden, they do a big thing for Walt Clyde Frazier, which is very, very cool. Your guy.
3: Yeah, love, love, love Clyde. He is uh, one hell of a classy gentleman. So, anyway, I'm watching this uh, show last night. The the guy's name is Trey Gowdy. And I guess he does a Sunday night show weekly on Fox News. Yep. But he put on this uh, general, this guy, a rented general. They they put him on for uh, commentary. His name is Doug McGregor. I don't really don't know the guy, but uh he represents the opposite point of view which which is uh you know that he he sort of I guess he sides with Putin a little bit or he used to in, in the past before this past weekend. I'm not really sure, but either way this uh, Trey County was taken aback, he was rendered speechless. But listen, this is the op- this is the other side of uh of the pro Ukrainian people like you and I. This is General Doug McGregor and a, a Fox News host who is totally unprepared for what this general was going to say, as you'll hear at the end of what the general says. Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen.
11: He's not interested in going to war with us, and he has an army that's too small for that purpose. And he knows that his economy is smaller than that of uh, South Korea's. We are imputing to him things that he does not want to do in our usual effort to demonize him and his country. We need to remember that Ukraine is fourth from the bottom of 158 countries in the world as corrupt. This is not the liberal democracy, the shining example that everyone says it is. Far from it. Mr. Zelensky is jailed journalists and his political opposition. I see no re- reason why we should fight with the russians over something that they have been talking about for years we simply chose to ignore it the thing that's so disturbing is that on the one hand we will not send our forces to fight but we are urging ukrainians to die pointlessly in a fight they can't win we're going to create a far worse humanitarian disaster than anything you've seen thus far if it doesn't stop thank you for joining us uh coming up
3: that's how it ended. Thank you for
2: just like that. God. Thank you for joining us. I that's swear it? to God, that's it. Oh my God, that and, is and, funny.
3: And the dude makes look. Uh, the, uh, Ukraine is a corrupt country. Yeah, Zelensky, uh, of course, the leader of a corrupt country. I of mean, course. that's where the Bidens made all their money. Uh, and well, uh, yeah. not all their money. They make money in China. Well, you're right. You're right. You're right. They made millions. Russia. <laughs> right, right. They made millions all over the damn place. As a matter of fact, uh, they, they, there's this report, and it is cre- very, very credible that the, the, the Biden administration gave uh, intel on Russia to the Chinese, you know, regarding this whole invasion thing, and then the Chinese shared it with the Russians. I buy it. So why did we give it to the Chinese in the first place? What are we doing? What are you- so the, so the, the, the point is that uh, Joe Biden is definitely, he's compromised. No compromised. Doubt. He's no compromised. Doubt. Yeah. There's no question. Now, uh, in, in the face of what you just heard, that uh, particular General Doug McGregor, there was another guy. Remember the USS Cole? Yeah. This was a warship that in 1999 was bombed. Then you had about uh, 15 sailors died. I think it was in the Gulf of Yemen. Uh, this is uh, obviously about a year and a half before 9-11. Uh, anyway, he presented a different picture. He was a very rousing, rah, 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 in his uh, support for the Ukrainians and go fight these damn Russian barbarians. Uh, this is the USS Cole commander. I, I don't remember what his name is, but listen to what he says.
5: The Russians are overwhelmingly more powerful than the Ukrainians. However, that said, Ukrainians have the esprit de corps and the fact that they want to fight for their country, whereas Putin is fighting for a memory. So as the Russians go in, they're experiencing what they always have when they go in, and that is logistic problems. They're running out of fuel, they're running out of ammunition, they're running out of the ability to be able to even fight and advance forward. And this is what's going to make a difference is that Ukraine is going to be able to survive this fight because they have have the will to do it?
3: I guess he was late for church, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, the bells in the <laughs> but, but there you have it. Uh, he's yep. like, yeah, the Russians are bogged down; they'd be way behind schedule, and the fierce opposition of the globe of the, you know nations are worldwide, and their own population is uh is giving Putin second thoughts. Is this guy's mentality? And we'll see who's right. We'll well, see I love if it's what he
2: Mc- said there when he said Ukraine is fighting for a country. Putin is fighting for a memory. Don't forget, folks, today's the last day of February. You remember this from a year ago, Bernard. March, of course, is Colon Cancer Awareness Month, the whole month of March. Tomorrow is the first day of March. A year ago on this day, I know it's going to feel like a lot less, Bernard, but a year ago on this day, you may remember... From the Gastro Place in New Jersey, it's the biggest one in the country. We brought in Dr. George Pavlou and my dear friend Stefano, Steve, Steve Puchik. I remember. You you believe that's a year already? No, I
3: cannot, cannot believe it. They'll be
2: back in studio tomorrow morning and certainly with what you're going through and uh, showing an incredible amount. You talk about Zelensky being inspiring. Screw that. You are the inspiration on this show in this city, Bernard, We'll bring uh, George and uh, Stefano back in the studio tomorrow and talk about this important day, this important month. Colon uh, Colon Cancer Awareness Month does start tomorrow. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Bill O'Reilly's morning message coming up next, and then from the National Review, Rich Lowry, or a Monday morning conversation coming up at 740. More of Bernie and Sid right here on Talk Radio 77, WABC.
11: Bill O'Reilly here, and I'm warming up from the NRIA.net studios in New York. Stand by for the O'Reilly Update Morning Edition. On this Monday, Mardi Gras celebrations begin uh, today in selected cities all over the world. Tomorrow is Fat Tuesday, then Ash Wednesday, the beginning of Lent. In New Orleans, Mardi Gras was invented by an explorer named Pierre Le LeMoyne. In the year 1699, old Pierre held a small gala about 60 miles downriver from the Big Easy, which back then was the big nothing. It didn't exist in 1699. There were a few traders, uh, but no Canal Street or Bourbon Street. Through the centuries, Mardi Gras has developed into a money machine Which often happens in America. Let's see, we got Halloween, we got Valentine's Day, we got Christmas, now we got Mardi Gras. It's always about the dollars. The point of Mardi Gras is to have some fun. And I hope you don't abuse that as many Irish do on St. Patrick's Day, not just Irish. People get out on St. Patrick's Day, they get blasted, inebriated, and not good things happen. So I hope that doesn't happen in Mardi Gras. But the point of it is to have some fun, because on Ash Wednesday, penance begins. That is the season of Lent. So let the good times roll, as they say in New Orleans. And thank you, Pierre. That is the morning O'Reilly update. More analysis later on. I've seen this
8: one before? The girl who away.
2: Back here on the Bernie and Sid in the morning show about 10 minutes away now from Rich Lowry here every Monday from the National Review. Off to a terrific start. Dr. Mark Siegel, Fox News, will join us coming up at 9.05. Crew is here. Justin Ellick, Luke Lograno, Frankie Diaz with an E, Deb Valentine, and, of course, the Hall of Famer himself, the all-time great Lou Rafino, back with Bernie and Sid officially as of this morning. So, well, Bernie... My contention is while Zelensky is now a household name, we knew that name, you and I did, but most people here had no idea who he was. The perfect phone call. Yeah, that's true. Very, very good. The perfect phone call. Even with that said, I think most people would have no idea who he is. But, but, I've got two guys from the Ukraine who I believe just about everybody would know who they are, and they are the brother combination. One was the heavyweight champion of the world, and his brother, also a successful boxer, is now the mayor of Kiev, believe it or not, and they are the Klitschko brothers.
3: Yep, yeah, he's been, uh, Vladimir uh, Klitschko has been the mayor for a couple of years now. Vladimir, not.
2: yes, not Vitaly, it's the other way around. Vladimir, right, right. yeah. He's,
3: Vla- he's, he's been the mayor for a while, and there's this, uh, well, what's now become an iconic photo of him in military garb. yes. Uh, I guess, I think it's with a rifle, maybe a grenade launcher or something like that, kneeling down. Yep, that was. A very, very inspiring picture. It was, yes. If if the Ukrainians prevail in this, that will go down as, uh, he will go down as a a big-time hero, just as uh, Zelensky will at this point right now, if, uh, you know, things go according to plan.
2: Well, they did speak yesterday, Vladimir and his brother Vitaly. About the Ukraine, their home country, again, one being the mayor, here they are, the Klitschko brothers.
12: I'm Vladimir Klitschko, and I'm addressing the entire world to stop this war that Russia has started with special operations, civilians getting killed, and it's happening in the heart of Europe. You need to act now to stop Russian aggression with Anything you can have now, in an hour, or by tomorrow is going to be too late. Please, get into action now. Don't wait. Act now. Stop this war. I'm calling to all the international partners to observe this strategy that is happening, senseless war. Which is not going to have any winners, but losers.
2: There you have it, the Klitschko brothers, Vlad and Vitali, in uh, in the Ukraine. So the the question that begs here, Bernard, is being that you're all in for you're all in for Ukraine and so on. We both admitted that this morning. Have you done what a lot of stores and uh, bars are doing? They're banning the sale of Russian vodka. Have you spilled out all of the Stolichnaya that Carol has inside the house?
3: No, I wouldn't drink no. that. Uh, that swill. What? Uh, no, you know, Come on, I, I, I'm Grey Goose all the way.
2: Grey Goose. Now, what do they make Grey yeah. Goose? Is that like a Swedish vodka? Or where, where I, think is that? Fr-
3: I think it's made in France. Oh, France. i be okay. quite honest with you, yeah. but uh, the Russian vodka sucks. Uh, Smirnoff <laughs> is, is garbage. Oh, that's terrible. Smirnoff. It's, it's yeah. like it's like headache. Uh, you know, in a glass. Yeah. Uh, Who uh, makes so,
2: Kettle One? Do you know? It's Kettle One. Any, I, I don't.
3: It's, I don't think it's Russian. Not Russian. Okay. No, but here's the thing. I mean, it's really a stupid symbolic move. As long as we keep importing uh, almost six hundred thousand barrels of uh, oil, oil right from Russia per day, yeah, this is really just nothing but uh, you know, you know, like sidebar news, uh, virtue signaling stuff. It's silly. It means nothing. It's right. silly. Right. Uh, the old imbecile down in D.C. He's got to do the right thing and stop importing the oil and and allow us to pump our own oil.
2: What am I doing here? There he is, the old imbecile. We do have more from the guy that was in charge before the old imbecile from CPAC this week, and we'll get to that at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. Rich Lowry is coming up next. Always a great conversation.
3: Let's get in the car. Let's
8: go.
3: Thank you here on the Bernie and Sid Show. We are heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app. Ladies and gentlemen, what a great app. 77 WABC app. Downloaded. It's easy. Also heard out on Eastern Long Island. News Talk 107.1 FM. Uh, Hampton Bays and Points East. And also you can watch us at WABCradio.tv on your smart TVs, on your computers. WABCradio.tv. Our next guest. Every Monday morning, we look forward to this gentleman. He's brilliant. He's the editor of the National Review. You can see him on TV opining on various national issues all the time. Let's bring him in right now. Good morning to you, Rich
13: Lowry. Hey, how's it going? Happy Monday. TGIM. You too, <laughs> yeah,
3: you like that, Rich Lowry. Hey, Rich, i got to tell you something. One of your better columns, uh, in my humble opinion, not that uh, I judge your columns, was the, the latest one. The the one the rich it's it's called a civil a civilizational challenge, and it actually uh, it puts this whole thing into context not only with Russia but with China, and uh, we would appreciate it if you could uh, encapsulate what you wrote uh, to our audience right here right now.
13: Yeah, of course. Well, uh, thanks, Bernice. That that does mean a lot coming from you. Um, So Russia and China have this de facto alliance. They don't have all interests in common. I'm not sure whether they'll remain partners forever, but they both want to dethrone the United States as a leader of the world and end the preeminence of the West, which has been a feature of uh, the global order for about 300 or 400 years and we need to uh, be up for this we need to be confident in ourselves and we need to meet the challenge which is is going to take years and perhaps decades
2: you know rich is a very confusing morning i mean we're smarter than most people to be honest specifically you and bernard but uh, i walked in and i'm sitting in the newsroom having my cereal this is circa 6 a.m and the story that's on fox news is vladimir putin announces get ready for, for a nuclear attack. Basically, I've got my nukes ready to go, and here I go. And they go to commercial, they come back, and the next story is in Belarus, they are set today to have talks to possibly end this yes. conflict. We went from a nuclear war to ending the conflict in literally
13: one commercial break. <laughs>
2: you want to tell me, Rich Lowry, what the hell is going on?
13: So, I I assume Putin is is blustering with the nuclear stuff, but apparently people are taking it a little more seriously than they would have in the past because there are reports that he's, uh, uh, you know, out of his mind uh, potentially. I will say, you know, I don't think we're going to get nuked, but we're going to be involved in this intense geopolitical. Competition with two hostile powers that have, uh, that have nukes you know, up the wazoo, so I do think it makes sense for people to think a little bit about if the worst happened, where would they go in their apartment building, where would they go in their house? what would their source of food be what, what water would they have it 's just just something we 're thinking about. Um, but I, I think the, the the talks on the, on the border aren't, aren't going to lead to anything. Uh, I think Putin is is very determined. If you believe what's on Twitter at the moment, he's beginning to to rocket one of the cities in the west, and eventually he's going to bludgeon Ukraine into submission, or at least bludgeon his way into to kiev and then try to set up a puppet government but i mean what we've seen with this amazing resistance from the ukrainians over the last week there will be a guerrilla war and there's every indication that the guerrillas will be supplied by the west and they'll be killing russians and that R- putin will have a very hard time uh, maintaining that puppet government so th- th- this is a, this is going to be a serious conflict uh, for some time and you know has a consequence of, of escalating in scary ways
3: well, that does beg the question, Rich Lowry. Uh, you say that the Russians will ultimately be victorious, though it's going to be difficult for them. Now, of course, the, the Ukraine has uh, worldwide support uh, support here in the United States. And even in uh, Russia, you have anti-war protests. So the, uh, the, the, you know, the 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 morality is on the side of the Ukrainians. But are we giving them false hope? Should we be doing this? prolonging, say, the misery and maybe uh, encouraging more death and destruction when we know that the Russians are going to be victorious? Or should we cut a deal now and, and, and cut the bloodletting blood, blood is my question.
13: I think we, the, 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 I think no. I, I think it's good that the Ukrainians have resisted the, um, so strenuously so far. I think it's, it's gotten the West more serious about these sanctions, which are crashing the ruble. Uh, as, as we speak, Putin is paying a price that he hadn't counted on. But at the end of the day, there's going to have to be an off-ramp for Putin. So I want him stopped. I want him defeated. I want him ultimately toppled. But you, you, you want to give him a, a way out here. And if if he concludes it's too painful, he might look for that way out. So that's that's what what I would say. You know, right. arm the Ukrainians. Hope they hold Kiev and try to give Putin a way out and, and hope he takes it.
2: Let me get you involved in something, which, Larry, that you don't want to get involved in. I could promise you that. But you have no choice. Because <laughs> you're on with Bernie and Sid. So I'm at the airport on Saturday waiting for my daughter to get off a flight from
13: England. And, the, and, the, and, and you're in an argument over masks. Okay, Sid, I've heard the scenario before. You
2: know, it's funny you say that because <laughs> I, I have said that before. No, here's where you got it right, Rich. There was an argument. But this time it wasn't over masks. <laughs> this time, Danielle, my wife, is reading a column how somebody's taking Tucker Carlson to task because Tucker in the past has said some nice things about Putin. He you knows he's a bad guy, but his leadership ability, blah, blah, blah. So I said to Danielle, I go, listen, I kind of agree with Tucker. So she gets up, she walks away. She didn't talk to me, which Lowry, for four hours on Saturday. <laughs> she was so disgusted with me, I swear to God. And I tried to explain to her at dinner, I said, there is nothing implied in the word leader that says it's good. You can be <laughs> evil and
13: still be an effective
2: leader. Is that not true in Putin's uh, case?
13: Now you're involved in your, yes. your marital... Dispute? Yes. Is Danielle listening? I'm on yes. Danielle's side. All right. Any dispute? I'm on Danielle's side. Um, I think Tucker, look, obviously, he's a brilliant guy. He does really important work. I mean, he makes the news, just not, just not comments on it. But I think he's been wrong about Putin, and it's true that Putin is savvy. Although it looks like he may have made just a colossal misblunder on a blunder on this one. Um, but I, I, I think Putin, uh, sorry Tucker's frame for looking at this is too favorable to Putin. Putin's threatened, you know, the, the, the West has pushed them into this, and um, and we shouldn't care. You know, the Ukrainians are, um, it, the Ukraine has a dictatorship as well. I, I I think all that is all that is wrong. And um, you know, look Tucker, he pushes back in conventional wisdom, you know, 100% of the time, and and very often the conventional wisdom is wrong, and you need someone brave enough to say it's wrong. But sometimes it's right, and I, I think, you know, it is right that Putin is a cold-blooded killer who's thoroughly in the wrong here.
3: Okay, uh, Rich Lowry from the National Review on the Bernie and Sid Show. Uh, Rich, t- to uh, Sid's point, uh, a feckless leader is uh, Joe Biden. It, 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 right here in this crisis, uh, two things. One, uh, the ruble uh, crashed this morning, and that's because the uh, they, they finally took Russia out of this swift program, this uh, you know, this banking program, So, which they could have done prior to the invasion. Maybe that would have acted as a deterrent because the Russians now, they find their money is worth less than half of what it was last week. So that could have acted as a deterrent. That's a blunder number one. Blunder number two, of course, is uh, not uh, uncanceling the Keystone Pipeline and allowing us to drill and pump our own oil. Taking away the leverage that we uh, that uh, Putin has over Europe and us, and also uh, enabling us to stop importing almost six hundred thousand barrels of oil from him, effectively financing the invasion
13: yeah it 's crazy so on on swift, I think it 's so momentous there is just no way to get anyone to do it before actually Putin went in and and just demonstrated uh, what a thug he is. But oil and gas, it's just perverse. It's just perverse. We, we have this wealth under our feet. All we have to do is dig it out and pump it uh, to our own people and ship it around the world. And we're not doing it. And you know—the the Democrats have been pretty much explicit at other times that they want to make oil and gas more expensive here to uh, hasten our way into the green energy future. And now that, you know, gas is $4 a, barrel, $4 a gallon, or whatever, they're like, no, we don't. You know, we, we want it to be cheaper, and we need OPEC, including Russia, to pump more. It's crazy. Really? And Europe's done the same thing, even worse, made themselves uh, completely dependent on Russian oil and gas. So one lesson of this is, is energy matters, and oil and gas matter. They will for decades. we got a ton of it. Let's make every use of it possible.
2: So at CPAC this weekend, Donald Trump spoke, and we played a couple of his cuts this morning. We've got more to play coming up next hour, Rich. But they did do a poll about the prospective Republicans running for president in 2024. We need to stop the Ron DeSantis stuff. I love Ron. So does Bernie. He's a great governor. He may be a good president one day. He would not be competitive if he ran against Donald Trump. And the poll dictated that. Trump 31 points higher than DeSantis. Everybody else well behind. Trump almost at 60 percent so with all that said, is there really any doubt, any doubt at this point that Donald Trump will, in fact, run for president once again in 2024?
13: I think there is doubt. I, I think he really? absolutely uh, um, is saying he's going to do it and telling people he's going to do it and said this weekend he's going to do it. But I don't think he, he'll ultimately make the decision. And, and you know, for another Year or two, in well, well, the what well, he has why, to.
2: why wouldn't he do it again? It didn't end the way he wanted it to. He feel like he got jobbed, it got rigged, they stole it from him. Uh, he had a pretty really good presidency for three and a half years. Why wouldn't he do it again?
13: I think the the main reason would be fear of losing. That well. I, I just don't think he could could uh, he he'd handle that. Um, could handle that. But you know, with Biden at thirty seven percent in the last Washington Post ABC poll, that might not be much of a, a deterrent now. Um,
3: his obsession with looking back at 2020, I think that's very counterproductive. Like, I have to admit that. Much as I like Trump, I think that that hurts him. Actually,
13: yeah, and it's just it's it's not hard. Just hammer Biden every day. That's right. all you need to do. I <laughs> mean, it's Bingo. plenty of material, and it would all be true. Yeah, but the problem so. is
2: the Biden's numbers don't matter because we know that Joe Biden is not going to run again. There's no way in a million uh,
13: years. True. So, yeah,
2: so throw his numbers out, Rich, and then you tell me, Pete Buttigieg, Hillary mm-hmm. Clinton, yep. what's his fear?
13: Yeah. Well, that's true. That's true. Kamala Harris. I mean, if you had to choose between Hillary running and a Kamala Harris running, and you're a Democrat, who would you pick? Hillary. I mean, Hillary. Hillary. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, look, she almost beat him last it's time. Too. She,
13: she did win that, you know, God. the popular it's amazing vote. Amazing to think that you guys somebody, said it. I didn't. You guys said it out loud. I didn't. Okay, somebody, just for the record. Sh-
3: somebody shoot me if that happens. Uh, yeah. By the way, Rich Lowry wrote also about Trump calling uh, Putin savvy. He did at the CPAC uh, convention. He did call the Russian invasion of Ukraine an atrocity, an outrage, appalling, a travesty, a war on humanity. And he once told Putin to his face, according to reports, that if you invade Ukraine, I'll bomb Moscow. So he's not Yeah, uh, that's,
13: that's, that's one thing. I've gotten in trouble with, on, on Twitter with everyone on the center left because I said prior to the invasion that I, I don't think Putin would have done it on Trump's watch. And certainly there's no way. Vladimir Putin be threatening to nuke, implicitly threatening to nuke the United States if Donald Trump were president. It just wouldn't happen. No. Couldn't agree more. So
2: that brings us back to last Thursday. Bill O'Reilly was on the show, and I literally got into a war of words with Bill O'Reilly, which I'm never going to win. But I think I won last Thursday because he admitted that if Donald Trump was president, this wouldn't be happening. Yet, yet, he refused to blame Joe Biden. My question to you is, how can it be both?
13: Well, I, I think... Um, we need to be a little hesitant about just because, you know, so and is president, um, this, this, um, this leads Putin to, to do something. I mean, this is a long-term goal. So I think there are limits to what Biden could do to stop it. But the fact that we pulled out in, of Afghanistan in such humiliating fashion and that no one takes ser- Biden seriously or fears him made it more likely, I would say. I don't think it caused it affirmatively, but it made it more oh, likely.
2: Hold on, hold on. If Donald Trump was still president, would he have done
13: this last week? I think would have made it less likely. I can't say with certainty it wouldn't have happened, okay. but I think would have made it less likely.
3: So, Rich Lowry, uh, just digressing from the
13: uh... those are great questions, though, Sid. Well, I'm <laughs> there for a second. <laughs> You're not going to get
2: that
3: one, Chuck Todd. <laughs> no, that's right. That's right. Uh, listen again. Uh, you saw fit, and again, this uh, reflects on uh, November coming up, the election. You saw fit to write about Black Lives Matter being a moral, political, and policy disaster. It's an albatross around these uh, these uh, short sighted Democrats' neck. Uh, so tell us about that column because um, I'm interested in it.
13: Well, you have these these states and not Republican states like California, I think maybe Oregon, just ordering Black Lives Matter to stop fundraising in in their states because there, there's no accounting for where this ninety million dollars they raised in 2020 has gone or who ha- who's responsible for it. So, I mean, they came up with the the defund the police slogan, which has been a debacle. They uh, have been allied with these progressive DAs who have enabled these horrific crime waves in major U.S. cities, and they're corrupt. So, I mean, what is there? What is there to celebrate or to support? And, you know, I think Democrats, clearly they're losing on cultural issues. And to kind of regain ground, they need to do something dramatic that shows that that they're not with the crazy left wingers. And denouncing Black Lives Matter would be a great way to do it. Of course, they'll... That'll never happen. No, but it would make an impression.
3: No doubt, I will win. I will win the NAACP Image Award <laughs> before that happens.
13: <laughs> <laughs> that could still happen, Burn. That's not out of the question. Hey,
2: Wix. Uh, as always, this was not a good appearance. It was amazing. You're so good Monday mornings. We love you. Thank you so much. Have yourself hey, a great you week, buddy.
13: Have a great week. Double all right, fair.
2: take care. There he is, editor of the National Review, Politico, NBC, all that good stuff. What a great guest! Which Lowry still to come at nine o five. Doctor Mark Siegel, Lydia reports, beat Bernie, and more about halfway through now. The Monday edition of Bernie and Sin in the Morning, right here on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC.
3: What a song! Back here on the Bernie and Sin Show. Welcome to- I hate to step on it, but I have no time. <laughs> uh, listen, uh, shout out big time to uh, this guy Elon Musk. He actually put up a satellite so, to keep the Ukrainian uh, internet running, which is huge, huge. So these people can communicate with each other and motivate each other. Right. Uh, that is that is major. So good, good. Finally, an American. Doing something, uh, you know, a prominent American doing something good.
2: Hopefully, the people uh, of the Ukraine were on fan duel with DraftKings yesterday, betting the 76 was against the Knicks. That would be nice. Yeah, I out a,
3: a few extra rubles, though the ruble has crashed this morning. That's why they call me. Hit it. Bad company. Dr. Mark Siegel is coming up. On the Bernie and Sid Show, uh, he's going to talk about the mask mandate lifting uh, by Kathy Hopeless and uh, the CDC's uh, new recommendations. All that, two hours more of the Bernie and Sid Show.
2: Good morning. Welcome back to the best talk show anywhere in the country. We are Bernie and Sid in the morning right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Just had a great appearance from Rich Lowry coming up at 9.05 from Fox News. Dr. Mark Siegel. Here's another opportunity for you, Gabby Lopez, to show nice pictures of me and my son. It was Dr. Mark Siegel, who yesterday was kind enough. Well, he gave it to me a couple days ago, but we used him yesterday. Kind enough to give me his uh, tickets, Nick tickets. Very good seats. About eight rows up. Uh, not far from Corey Zelnick and Bill O'Reilly seats. About eight rows up uh, by the visiting basket. And me and Gabe went to a matinee affair. One o'clock tip-off between the Knicks and the 76ers. And as I told you folks a bunch this morning on my Instagram at rosenberg.sydney. At rosenberg.sydney. I've never received more likes and comments on a picture than yesterday's picture of me and Gabriel courtside at the Knicks 76 er game. So thank you to uh, Dr. Mark Siegel. We've also got an Instagram page for Bernie and Sid which is at It's Bernie and Sid, at It's Bernie and Sid. Twitter, the same thing, at Bernie and Sid. And we've got a Facebook page for Bernie and Sid as well. So, of course, uh, this weekend was CPAC. Bernie, you brought it up a couple of times this morning. You brought it up with Rich Lowry. I did play one cut earlier from Donald Trump, and I've got three more for you because I know how much you love this stuff, and so do I. And certainly at a time like this, when Vladimir Putin is uh, moving straight ahead, and I agree, these talks, they will amount to nothing He is uh, he's he's all in. He is all in. They've not taken two cities from Ukraine. There'll be a lot more cities and a lot more deaths before this thing is over. And so I'm not worried about a nuclear attack. I'm not. I know he said it. I know he's crazy. I'm not worried about that. But but I do think he's just getting started in terms of taking over the Ukraine. So here is um, here's Donald Trump. And this is in Orlando on Saturday. And he talks about Biden, of course, being a Democrat, how bloodshed blood in the streets because of the Democrats.
5: Just over one year ago, we had the most secure border in U.S. history, record low gas prices, American energy independence, the fastest economic recovery in the history of our country, fastest economic recovery in history, an unrivaled military. We rebuilt the military and we added Space Force on top of it. And peace and quiet was all around the world. Now, inflation is the highest in 40 years. Economists are talking about five, six, seven, and even $8 a gallon gasoline. Supply chains are crumbling. Store shelves are empty. Millions of illegal aliens are rushing our borders. Murders are setting records in our cities. The streets of our Democrat run cities are drenched in blood.
2: Drenched in blood, so I know the content was depressing, but hearing him talk about it, Bernie, how erect are you right now? How (laughs) erect?
3: Look, acknowledging the problem is the first step to uh, solving the problem. So, yeah, it is, uh, you know, it's it's ugly and the the streets are drenched in blood. I mean, just the news doesn't stop just because of this 24-7 coverage of the Ukraine. Uh, Among other, many, many other crimes, there was a particularly heinous crime in New York City. At Queens Plaza Subway Station, 60-year-old Nina Rothschild, I believe is her name, City Department of Health worker, walking down the stairs, gets kicked on her way down the stairs. She falls down, and then this animal pounces on her and starts bashing her head with a a hammer. She's in the hospital in critical condition, and uh, she's obviously a fractured skull, if not worse. Uh, so and they they apprehended the guy he probably's got a million priors of course, probably a lot of people who you can name and shame that enable this crime so the the, the president is right and and it's all on the hands of the democrats well the to, former president the former president <laughs> well it's all at the hands of uh you know b l m as Rich Lowry pointed out, and the Democrats cowing and corporations cowing uh, to b l m so it's out there it needs to be pointed out, and I will point this out as well. Uh, uh, President Trump, while war is breaking out in Europe, spoke to the nation. Joe Biden went to Delaware, and he went in, into hiding. True. He's still in Delaware as we speak.
2: That's true. And I, I mean, I'm, that's
3: absolutely uh, – uh, that is outrageous. It is,
2: although predictable. Uh, we've got two more cuts from Trump, but uh, before we get to those uh, next two cuts, of course, if you've been listening all morning long, you already know this. If you don't, this is a historic day for the Bernie and Sid in the morning show. We started back in January of 2016 – Doing the midday show at the time, Bernard was still doing the Imus show. I wasn't. Uh, Eventually, Imus got rid of Warner Wolf, and he lied to the audience why he did, but that's fine. He wanted me as soon as I got back to New York, and he eventually put me in that sports position. You can laugh all you want, Lou. And uh, then it was uh, me and Bernie both doing Imus and me and Bernie doing middays. Uh, Then, of course, Imus left, forced to leave, and uh, we took over the morning show in April of 2018, and uh, all those guys were gone. Rob Bartlett and uh, you know uh, what's his name is still at Fox Business. I Connell guess. McS- right. By the way,
3: I saw Connell on uh, Fox News this morning. He's in Poland. Oh, so is he, that right? He's in Poland with the refugees. Yeah. Wow.
2: He's a good guy and he did a good job. But yeah, he's um, a nice guy. the one guy that was very very close to you specifically and me, long time friend. I remember days of him hanging out, with me and Danielle drinking down in Chelsea back in two thousand one. Is uh, Lou Ruffino, and uh, Lou was basically you know like when the Russians lose a hockey game. They sent him to Siberia. <laughs> so yeah. Lou had to go work for Tom Cuddy and do mornings at uh, WOR, which is a nightmare. But um, he has resurfaced. And, yes, the band, Elwood, the band is back together. Bernard McGurk, Sid Rosenberg, and now officially back this morning is uh, Lou Rafino, who will run the board himself on Wednesday. He'll be here working with Justin the next two days. So, first of all, welcome back, Louis. Louis. Can you rehash nineteen ninety
4: eight now for us because <laughs> I missed a few Luke. things? He, <laughs> was, he's, 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 you know more about the program for the last twenty years than I've and he, i was sitting there. He, you he's know what is uh, better
3: recall capacity than uh, <laughs> who who was that guy in the movie? Uh which one? What, what's uh, the guy with the uh, uh, Rain autistic. Man. Rain Man? Exactly. <laughs> oh, oh, right, right. <laughs> oh, exactly. I, I was joking. <laughs> was it really? Since got that kind of recall. No, but, but but
2: I do, and I've always felt the need, and me and Bernie do this quite quite a bit to, to kind of write the you know write the ship you know because there were so many lies about Imus and us and all that stuff. But we're past that now. Anyway, uh, well, hold on a second. You yeah. are writing the ship. Yes. Okay. I just well, wanted to make sure we were sure correcting
3: I got it. the we were correcting the record. Oh, doing that. There, there were years <laughs> oh, oh, that, yeah. There were, I'm there sure were, you were many that. years of misinformation being uh, you know, disseminated uh, during the Imish years that uh, I couldn't wait until the time came to actually set the record straight, and we did, and that was a long time ago. We right. w- w- moved on. Uh, well, you know, like, like I said, that was a couple of years no, ago. No, we so moved on. I, mean,
2: I even admitted this year that I, the, the long of the old man is dead. I miss him. I actually do, and, and there's a lot of mornings when we start this show where I kind of sound like him. But the only person that was more miserable than me and Bernie, let's see if he's got the balls to admit it most mornings, was you. (laughs) You you were miserable. You are something else. You were miserable. Nobody was was more miserable than you. Well, maybe me, maybe me. Okay, okay. Okay. But you are
4: close. Right. I was in one chair. You moved three chairs. You kept coming in and out saying, like, I don't know what the heck he's talking about in there. I don't even know what he's doing. I don't even know what he's doing. Where's Bernie? Where's (laughs) Bernie? I had to li- I listened and I listened to Bernard Uh-oh. screaming about Uh-oh. when he was gonna set the record straight. So yeah. I do remember that. Yeah. I right. wish I was here when he had done that.
3: Oh, I did. I yeah, did and good. I did it while while Mr. Imus was alive. So <laughs> it, it wasn't it was a, it wasn't any cowardly move. I mean no, I no. was hell bent on doing it and I did it and I bu- b- brought on Bo Deedle to back me up. Bo Deedle was a uh an eyewitness to it all.
4: It both of you were stewing, you would stew Making the stalk back and Me. forth. And but, Bernard yes. will turn his mic off and go, one day I am going to set everything straight. Right, A- 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 do you realize? remember that morning, though,
2: when I actually told Imus on the air, F you? And I left the studio, and then he came back the next break and was like, Oh, go get shit. Somebody get shit. You're good, get, get, get shit. You shit. I mean, I did that a couple of times.
4: Yeah, about Burke? 75. Hey,
2: by the way, <laughs> uh, Lou
3: Rafino did it, and I did it back in the uh, late 90s. Yeah, I
4: got it over with in and, the first Lou, year. Right,
3: right. and he, 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 he developed a respect for Lou because of it. He threw Lou out of the Dude, building. He threw
4: me out about out, 50 out, times. Right, yes. exactly. But it ultimately, Justin doesn't believe it. Like, yeah, it's ultimately, never though, these guys have never seen stuff like
3: this. Right. Ultimately, and he, he was young and more vibrant back get then. There, it was,
4: you get it, the out of that studio! Was, you get out of there! It <laughs> was
2: nasty. It was breathing. malevolent. It was brutal. And
4: yeah. I would go upstairs and go get a coffee and get a paper.
2: Well, that's what I did. I would go yeah. to the. I went upstairs. I knew I, I wouldn't leave the building because I knew he'd be calling to get us back, whether it's you or Bernie or me. And he eventually, did do that. So the band is back together. It's crazy to see you. you. Look the same, by the way, which is great. You look great. So do you. Thank you. Thank what you, is? Uh, thank you. What are your thoughts on this uh, Ukraine Russia thing? you Have I, any thoughts on I, this?
4: I am a big uh, Zelensky guy. Yeah. Oh, you really? Oh, I lo- oh, love him. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, no, sure. I guess. <laughs> How can you not? You got. I love. <laughs> no, I- you're cool. you kidding.
3: He's won the hearts of the world. I hope he, I mean, co- come on. I hope he
4: coaches the Knicks next year. That will be great.
3: I don't need a ride. I need ammunition. Come on. That's, that's live free or die.
4: You will play forward. You three will be play back. When the ball goes up, rebound.
2: Uh. Well, it's it's great to have you here, and, and we're now even happier that you love Zelensky. Now you're really part of the crew, Lou. I mean, it's a big deal. We all love Zelensky. Well, that, was, guy...
4: that was just the last name I remember that, hearing. You, you here, had so. no idea. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> no, idea. Don't, no, no idea. No idea. No,
2: no well, idea. Well, there it is, folks. Uh, Lou Rufino is uh, is back with us, Bernie and Sid, and there'll be a lot more of this frivolity and laughter coming every morning Every day, uh, not to discount what Justin Ellick does, because Ellick is a genius. He's great. I mean, he's not good. He's great. There you go with that word again, genius. genius. You are a genius. Thank you. You are. You Thank play you. off what's of very, very well. You're very, very funny. And I just think the cast right now with Bernie and Sid and you and Lou and uh, Luke Lagrano and Frankie and the whole crew, I think you've got a great cast. And we're already the, the top-rated morning show in this city. Uh, in terms of uh, political talk and news talk, it's only going to get even better. So it's very, very exciting stuff. Here is uh, two more for you, Bernard, two more from, uh, from Donald Trump. Here Trump talks about politicians. You know, he made it very clear from day one, I am not a politician. And he ran this country like a businessman, which is probably why he was such a good president. Here's Donald Trump at CPAC talking about politicians.
5: Somebody said, sir, you've been in business, you've been in entertainment, The Apprentice. And you've been in politics. Who are the toughest? Who are the worst? I said, The worst of the politicians. The toughest are the politicians. The meanest are the politicians. And the biggest lying scum are the politicians.
2: Lying yeah. scum? And uh, here's one more from Donald Trump. That's the why Democrats. You love him. That's why you love him. The Democrats allowing bloodshed in the streets. And oh no, look what they've done now.
5: The socialists, globalists, Marxists, and communists who are attacking our civilization have no idea of the sleeping giant they have awoken. We are a sleeping giant.
2: What do you think about that, Bernard? Do they wake the uh, the sleeping giant? Well, I mean,
3: we've been talking about it for a long time. Uh, You're going to see the giant uh, uh, wake up in a form of... uh, Election Day in November of twenty twenty two here, yeah, a lot of people uh, experienced uh, an epiphany with the crazy lunatic policies. Not of the liberals, of the woke tards. I mean, all of this crazy stuff: defund the police, uh, a boy can become a girl. I mean, all this right. crazy, crazy yep. nonsense. Yep. you know, and of course inflation. You know, spending twice as much on gas, and uh, you know your grocery store bill. All the home heating oil has doubled. Yeah, a lot of people have experienced what uh, they've gotten religion. And so he's right about that. Uh, 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 Donald Trump will see that in twenty twenty four. And I can't wait for it to happen and for some of these crazy policies to be rolled back.
2: 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. As always, that's the number. Dr. Mark Siegel, Fox News. The latest on the mask uh, mandates. Uh, Look like they're going away. Thank God. Vaccines, all that stuff coming up at 9.05. We'll play Beat Bernie at 9.40. But coming up next, Lydia Saranai. Lydia reports on this Monday edition and the return of Lou Rapino. Bernie and Sid in the morning. Talk Radio 77, WABC.
1: This is Lydia Reports on 77 WABC. Here's Lydia Serrani.
6: Before we get to my report that I had scheduled, I just saw a story that came across about like 30 minutes ago. Cops are searching for a man who, uh, you're not going to believe this, this is beyond disgusting. At the East 241st Street Station around 5 o'clock during rush hour, a woman is just sitting there on a bench when a guy comes up to her and smashes a bag of, full of feces, feces into her face
3: i saw the video it was gross it was, just, it was unbelievable
6: i it, i mean this I is mean, it's
3: psycho it's sick the subways are really just uh, just a hellscape is what they are between uh, that and the woman the 60 year old woman getting you know beaten o- over the head with a hammer she's in critical condition at queen's plaza this particular uh incident that you're speaking of uh, lydia occurred at the East 241st Street station the lady was just sitting on a bench and this animal walked by just walked past her and boom smashed all the feces in her mush and uh, it's really sickening
6: and he was not a white supremacist, and neither was the hammer attack guy, which they arrested. The other guy, the feces guy, they haven't arrested him yet. But you can see a clear, very, very clear picture oh, yeah. of him on our are, website at wabcradio.com.
2: They never, they never are white supremacists, are they? Ever, 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 yeah, but, ever.
3: but Merrick Garland and Joe Biden said that, that, that the white supremacists are the biggest threat to Americans yes, they in did. this country. Yes, and, they uh, and all I keep right. saying it's
6: is... the greatest uh, threat facing our democracy, they said. Yeah. Sort of so the
2: 25 old people that hold up a sign on 96th and Broadway every Friday uh, begging white supremacists to, cop, uh, to stop killing black people when we know, of course, that the, the folks that kill black people are, are black people. So it's, um, it's a narrative that is, uh, at this point, it's gross. It's completely untrue. And time after time, as you guys are pointing out, we see the crimes and they are not white. They're just not white people. They're not. They're,
6: they're not white people, and uh, I, I don't even know. It's just so disgusting. I, I would pay money to smash bags and bags and bags of feces into this guy's face. That is the most horrible thing. I'd almost rather get slashed, okay? I would rather get slashed or something like that happen to me than somebody to just walk up to me while I'm sitting on the bench waiting for my train. And I've taken this train. At two forty first, I, I just and somebody to just randomly walk up to you and shove a
2: bag of nah, pieces disgusting. into your face. And, and let me tell you something: who's going to take the train? No, nope, all well, I am. But uh, but you're right. I wanted well, to take Gabe on the train crap. yesterday <laughs> 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 to the nickname. But to your point, Lydia, and we're glad we brought you brought this up, me and Bernard, because uh, this is a big deal. And if you go to the website wabcradio.com, wabcradio.com, Frankie Diaz with an E right now putting up the story. This is generating a bunch of of emotion trending all over the place. So it's good that you hit this this specific story, feces in the face, right now on WABCradio.com.
6: Oh, speaking of what I wish I could shove feces in somebody's face, Vladimir Putin, if you listen to the former U.S. ambassador, Michael McFaul, he was on Meet the Press and I was watching this. I know you're like, oh, my God, Lydia, what are you doing watching Meet the Press? But I like watching Meet the Press and those type of shows on Sunday morning. It reminds me of like Cats Night and Roundtable. You know, they have these world leaders but this guy. He was speaking some sense here. He's a spe- he's a democrat and yet he's a common sense democrat and no, the Mc- way Mc- he's talking.
3: Are you sure McCall is a democrat?
6: McFall, McFall. Oh, McFall.
3: McFall. Oh, I'm sorry. McFall, I,
6: I'm sorry. McFall. Okay, McFall. Michael McFall, he was the uh, US ambassador to Russia and he says that basically Putin is unhinged. He thinks that this uh are the way we're talking it's like they've been removed from Swift. They they're putting all these sanctions or this and this and this and all these things. He's like any other leader would have never have done this, would have never have taken it this far, would have realized he would have met a lot of resistance. But he said, you're talking about, say, if Putin was rational when he is completely unhinged. Take a listen to what Fall said.
10: I'm nervous that Mr. Putin has been belie- believing his propaganda for decades. Remember, this guy's been in power for 22 years. Yeah. Uh, He doesn't listen to his aides. Even when I was ambassador eight years ago, he was very dismissive of anybody around him. He's out at his compound, doesn't come into town very much. And under COVID, he's been more isolated.
3: Yeah, and uh, he's a cornered rat, which uh, I know the uh, nuclear threat that he put it on high alert. is being dismissed roundly. It's just, uh, you know, the ravings of a lunatic. But he does have the missiles and he is psycho and he is cornered. Uh, So uh, I wouldn't dismiss it 100 percent. Now, the the best case scenario, of course, would be that he gets assassinated like uh, yesterday. Yeah, that would be terrific. And uh, the world could go on as, uh, you know, well, (laughs) not that it was great last week, but, uh, uh, you know, it could go on anyway without this uh, this war and this all this suffering uh, and the specter of perhaps nukes flying all over the place.
6: A lot of people are like, oh, I don't really care what's going on in Ukraine. How does that affect me? Believe me, it's going to affect you. If you think prices are high now, if you think things are bad now, it's only going to get worse. I mean, yes, we got people getting poop shoved in their faces. And then I posted this video on my Twitter, at Lydia News. If you look at it, L-I-D-I-A-N-E-W-S, you see it's a street in Seattle. It's like The Walking Dead. It's like Penn Station. And this is what's happening to Democratic cities All across the country. I mean, we have our own problems. We need to secure the border. People are getting drugged up because of all the drugs pouring over the border. And we're more concerned, it seems like, our Democratic leaders about pronouns versus keeping people safe and being able to go to and from work. And and I was reading... Um, I'm going off on another subject. So you got Mayor Adams. He says, okay, we're going to take off. Apparently, Corona is going to magically disappear for all New York State kids with the masks on Wednesday. Why they couldn't do it today, I have no idea. Because well, I do have an idea. It's because this is all political, clearly, right? Because now all of a sudden, magically, Corona is going to disappear by Wednesday. But Mayor Adams, he's not saying even Wednesday. He says we'll reassess. It looks like March seventh. The mo- more UFT—that's the radical faction of the United Federation Teachers Union here in New York—they're talking. I was reading their Twitter. They're talking about walking out, walking off the job, if kids are not wearing their masks.
3: Well, that's the, outrageous. The that's,
6: pandemic, it's over. It's over. My, Why Michael, would you even talk
3: like that? That's Michael Mulgrew and these uh, selfish, radical teachers. Look, we used to have a lot of respect for teachers. And for the most part, uh, I think the teachers are still very
2: noble, yes. good people. For the, but, oh, by the way, for the overwhelmingly most part, they are.
3: But the uh, the ones who are, you know, obsessed or, you know, so, so into the union. they uh, Really disgusting. And yep. the union chiefs, yep. I mean... I mean, the, the cruelty, the inhumanity towards these suffocating kids, they're the last ones. You were at the Knick game, said there's nobody wearing a mask at the Knick game. Oh, uh, nobody. Y- y- you go to a classroom. And these poor little kids have to wear this mask, and there's no science behind it. Uh, Gabe
2: actually made that point. He said, Daddy, explain to me why it was... And by the way, there wasn't one seat in that arena yesterday. It was packed. 76 are bands, Nick bands, 18,000 large. Nobody wearing a mask, except for the players, which is ridiculous, when they're sitting on the bench. They go in the game, they take the mask off. Two feet to the court. He said, Daddy, why are there no masks, 18,000 people here, but have to wear a mask at school on Monday? You know, my answer was, I don't know.
3: I don't know. Yeah, well... Selfish teachers unions and the selfish
6: they teachers. Wanna, that- they want to keep that power. That's all this is about. It's about politics and power and virtue signaling. It's that's all this is has been about for the past two years at this point. Because if they listen to the science, they would say, Okay, when the positivity rate drops to this, we'll do this, we'll do that. It has nothing to do with that. They're setting these arbitrary dates. And look at that. It's on Wednesday that they're gonna lift the mask mandate, coincidentally, the day after the president's state of the union address. Because you're gonna see Biden's going to declare the pandemic over on Tuesday,
3: this well, has always
6: been about politics.
3: Good, then I
2: don't have to worry when I go pick up Ava at the airport on Saturday. I get, I did get yelled at by the security guard on Saturday. No, the airports,
3: on. no the airports, will still, uh, th- they will, would still require masks. No,
2: not if Biden says it's over. That's that's a well, federal well, deal. We'll, well see. we we'll CDC
3: I, came out yesterday with new guidelines. Oh, about, they did. Yeah, I no, believe, they I believe the uh, air, uh, you know, air transportation hubs and places like that will still still require indoor masks ah, see last I week believe.
2: Uh, I think mean, you're right last week Rand Paul said he wanted to uh, do something in Congress to lift them right away Rand Paul's upset about the air travel thing so am I but if I'm sitting at the at the terminal in Kennedy airport which I was doing on Saturday for international arrivals I don't need to be wearing a mask and the security guard did yell at me
3: yeah it really is so stupid well it's, it's anti-scientific we know that uh, and it, it's just it's, it's enough already enough it is over and get over it folks. And stop. If you want to wear a mask, wear it. If not, right. l- you, 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 to you, you want to let live.
2: You want to be Joy Behar and act like you take the train, that lying person, uh, then wear it for the rest of your life. Like, listen, there are still tons of people today on a bright, sunny day in New York City on the Upper West Side. There are still, and young people, by the way, not all, young people walking around with masks on. You want to do that, look like a moron, God bless you, leave me alone. Hey, Lydia, that's a great report as always. Thank you so much.
6: So, yeah, tonight, 5 o'clock, Cats at Night, we'll have Bill O'Reilly. And, of course, we'll be talking to the biggest newsmakers from around the world about everything that's going on in your own backyard around the country. What does it mean for your pocket when we'll see gas prices go up? Because, oh, yeah, they're going up already. They're they're already here in New York. They're $4, but they're going to get even higher. So – Hopefully we can do something about it in this leadership. And uh, we just tell it like it is. That's it. Cats at Night, 5 o'clock with John Matidis You don't want to miss it.
3: Thank you, Lydia.
2: Siegel will join us at 905 Fox News, the latest on vaccine mandates and COVID and all that stuff. He gave me his Nick tickets yesterday for me and Gabe. where we had a great time. But I did tell you, Bernard, that on Saturday, Danielle and I went to pick up my beautiful daughter, Ava. She had spent 13 days in England with her, uh, her boyfriend, Toby, and his family. The nice people, the Jankles, Andrew and Lara, listening right now as we speak in the U.K., so I promised Ava, Toby has uh, two brothers. They're both good kids Noah and Jacob. And his brother Jacob is an aspiring musical producer in the UK. So he is uh, selling these really cute hoodies, really cute. And uh, his music is doing very, very well. Over 300,000 300, downloads. Uh, at his site, you can find Jacob at S-S-O-L, S-S-O-L, underscore official, S-S-O-L, O-L, I should say, underscore official. And he sells his hoodies there. He streams his music there. He went to a, um, an Ivy League school in, uh, in England. He's a very, very bright kid, great chess player, too. So uh, there you have it. Go to uh, Jacob. Go to his uh, Instagram site, Jacob Jankle. And uh, take a listen to his music; you'll love it. It's techno. It's the stuff that you like, Justin. Well,
7: uh, what's um, what's she doing to? Uh, what did she do to make you say that?
2: She told me to. Right. That's it. In my house, if Danielle and or Ava tells me to do something, there are no questions. She's not paying you. No. My daughter paying me? I don't know. Listen, I mean, there's got to be.
3: She some... said, "She says, jump! You ask how high? Listen, right? It's Curtis Lewa. is the uh, uh, he's he's the big fan of that type of music. Believe he is it or not. big time.
2: Is, is that what he dances to when you said he missed the polio vaccine at the, at the Christmas party? Well, no, party? he
3: dances to whatever the band plays. But uh, listen, I, I worked with him at WABC for many a year. And what you hear blasting from his office is uh, that type of techno music. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. No, he 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 he's crazy about it. He's, uh, and you know, what is he, 66, 67 years uh, old, something like uh, listen, that? He is,
2: he's a bundle of energy. And uh, he was still upset this weekend. I'm not even kidding you that I filled in for those 45 minutes for Charlie Kirk last, what was it, Thursday? Well, what day did we celebrate Black History Day when I was still oh, here? That was Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. He was still upset about it. <laughs> you know, people Instagramming me, don't you kid yourself, Sid. WABC is still always broadcasting Curtis. It's not about you. I'm like, what do you want me to tell you? I was here. Chad asked me to do it. They didn't ask Curtis. What do you want me to tell you? I said, is it my ball burn?
3: Well, it looks like you're, uh, you, you know, you're, you're, you're pulling a Putin. You're, you're invading his territory. <laughs> ah, 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 I mean, whenever there's a, you know, a, a hole, a broadcasting hole, right? Uh, Curtis Lee usually fills it. Listen, he can have it. And I here just, you are stealing from the wanted uh, uh, iconic, stealing. yeah, uh, you know, New Yorker man who was shot up by the Gaddis. He was. He r- was made a noble run for mayor, exceeded all expectations, and that's uh, all true. And you're, you're, you're disrespecting the guy?
2: I guess I did. But uh, this was management's decision. I, I wanted to do that hour, by the way, like I want to get my tooth pulled today. Listen, the four hours that you and I do together every morning, I know, yeah. we have, we, 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 there's so much energy, right, Byrne? I mean, I try to explain this to people every day We have nine to five jobs. You can work a 12, 14-hour day. The amount of energy that we have to use, starting when that red light goes on at 6 o'clock in the morning, is equivalent to three working days for the average Joe. Well, That's my opinion. Unless you're on top of a building, building the World Trade Center, something like that. Those you know, construction workers and those bastards, that's a different story. But uh, you're, if you're sitting in an office, you know, reading paperwork or looking at your computer all day long, yeah. you, you don't know what it's like. Which is why you get
3: paid substantially less. But, uh, you know, you, you just mentioned, uh, you know, outdoor workers, people like that, people hanging from a scaffold, putting down roofs and, you know, the extreme heat or extreme cold or whatever the hell it is. I mean, there's a lot of difficult jobs out there. We happen to have one, and but we revel in it. We love it. We, we you know, we
2: enjoy the hell out of it. So. Uh no complaints, right, Sid? No, no complaints. We do love what we do, and uh, you and I have been friends for the better part of 20-plus years. This is something you said would happen in my book back in 2010, 12 years ago, Nostradamus, that we would work together, and that did happen six years later. And now we've even got Lou Rafino back here this morning. So this is a, uh, it's a dream come true. It really is, and, and things are going extraordinarily well, better than you and I could have predicted. I mean, you Until- know, so we took over. This station was dying. Noting Nostradamus. No ratings, nothing going on, and we kind of, you know, we doggy paddled, kept this thing going, you and I. We had, you got the, the best ratings we can get and generated some revenue. We always did that, always generated and revenue, then, but now, uh, now the this, now this station is doing very, very well.
3: Then the USS uh, Katsimatidis pulled up. That's right. And uh, pulled the dinghy up into his big ship and, uh, yeah, re- resuscitated this, uh, this, this almost corpse is what it was. Uh, but, yeah, now uh, look look what's happened. The, the rejuvenation, the, the rehabilitation, the, the complete 180 turnaround of 77 WABC because of Mr. Katsimatidis and, yes, us.
2: Yes, and uh, Margot wife, and You have to include Chad Lopez. I just looked at Chad. I remember four years ago there was a meeting. It was after work, burn. And you had gone, and it was in the back offices at Two Penn Plaza. You know, back there they had those long meetings. And it was Craig Schwab, and there was Chad Lopez, and all the salespeople, Glenn Taccinelli, Leslie Slender, whoever was here at the time. And I'm watching Chad, and I said to myself, I said, this guy is either a genius, a genius because he was talking about streaming and live videos and all these things, or, or he's completely insane. And I really wasn't sure at the time which one it was, even though I've always loved Chad for bringing me back, and it turns out years later, a genius.
3: Well, you could be a genius and uh, slightly off the hook. That's true, too. I mean, too. the two are not mutually exclusive. That's and true. I, I would, I would posit to you that uh, Chad falls into that category. <laughs> He's but, both. But he is a really, really smart guy. He's got great instincts. And what a leader. You know, his Navy experience, giving him that uh, leadership. Uh, and by the way, when he was in the Navy, It was an extremely, extremely difficult uh, job, MOS as they call it in the military. Yes. Uh, A naval uh, swim rescue. And it's not like they jump in the water at 2 o'clock in the afternoon at, you know, 70 degrees out. Right. It's 3 o'clock in the morning. They're they're being lowered from a helicopter uh, by a rope, you know, to go down into the freezing water to pull somebody up. So that's, that's Chad's background. So he's got the leadership. And, of course, he was the guy who made the decision. Uh, It's not going to be Mike Lupica. It's going to be Bernie and Sid.
2: It was him, and it turns out to be a great decision. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Bernie, here's Raul. He's in Newark this morning. He's on line five, our first call of the day. Good morning, Raul. No,
5: good morning to you guys. First of all, I love the music segment before the show, you know. Thank you. That guy's a
14: genius. Number two, I called you about three years ago, and I told you Trump is rich
2: ghetto. Trump takes no crap from nobody. Mister Biden's the president, but Trump would have put the world in his place. We would get respect, like Tommy Boyface says.
14: Respect the name. We are the United States of America. Yeah, no,
2: yeah. you're not getting an argument here from us, too. No, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> yeah, we hey, agree, and that's how I feel. America first, yo. And I'm a hundred percent Cuban.
3: Hundred percent. You know, yo. just as a sidebar to this whole uh, Russian invasion of Crimea. Excuse me, of the Ukraine. You know, of course, crime, a lot of news still goes on, crime and uh, inflation, all that stuff. But uh, this woman who uh, was the brainchild of the 1619 Project, where she was going to revise history and say that this country's foundation was based on slavery, when the exact opposite is true. The founders wanted to eliminate slavery. The whole thing was a compromise. But either way, her name is Nicole Hannah-Jones, and she was a New York Times Columnist, she's a tenured professor at the University of North Carolina. Believe it or not, and this is what she says about the Russian invasion of the Ukraine. She says that uh, this focus on the the Ukraine situation is is all because they're white people, uh, and she actually used it. the words. Yeah, she actually used the words. It's people with blonde hair and blue eyes uh, are suffering, and that's that's thus, an thus, the media obsession with this particular invasion. Now, that is naked racism right there. I mean, and none of that goes away. None of that goes away. And she is a tenured professor yeah. at the university. She's poisoning kids' minds. I just wanted to throw that out there. No, it's good you did. So that, you know, All it, the, it's go good ahead.
2: you did because a couple of weeks ago I was watching Jane Pauley on a Sunday morning. And I brought this up with you a couple of weeks ago, Byrne. Uh, they were talking about the attack on the First Amendment. And uh, believe it or not, as liberal as that show is, they did mention the fact that Twitter and Facebook and Instagram has now uh, banned Donald Trump forever. But, of course, they can't just blame it on the Democrats. So they had to say, I told you this, the whole piece was both sides. And their contention was that the right people like you and I are trying to get that book that you just mentioned by this awful lady, this horrible person, taken off the shelves. Me personally, I've never said that. I think it's rubbish, it's swill, it's lies, it's garbage, it's dangerous. But I've never said take the book off the shelves. Have you? No.
3: In fact, uh, I would say don't take it off the shelves. We are for free speech, the uh, the the you know the marketplace of ideas compete with each other we can beat her you know beat her ideas down handily easily with facts no don't, don't take the books off the shelves we don't play their game that's their game censorship correct correct we're all about the first amendment free speech and your right to express even your stupid, hateful opinions. That's right. So, but the,
2: the lies there on CBS that morning. Well, both sides, both sides. No, it's not. You never hear a Republican ever, whether it's Ted Cruz, Donald Trump, Bernie or Sid, talk about burning stuff, you know, like these people do. Don't you burn gone with the wind and take this off the shelf and take that off the shelf and don't show this and don't read that. We never do that. Never, never. No, what,
3: what they try to do, uh, uh, maybe in this case, uh, I think it, this is the case. They try to say that, uh, teach, that uh, the opposition to critical race theory is opposing teaching history in schools. No. That's correct. That's not true at all. That's what they're to say. It's about distorting history. Right. It's about telling you that uh, you, you, the white people are racist just based on the fact that they were born with white skin and, and that black people are at a disadvantage and they can't do math, so therefore math is racist. We know black people can do math. Math is not racist. If you teach them give them a good environment, they they can do it every bit as as well as white people. So that's what critical race theory teaches, and that's why we don't want that to be taught. That's different from censoring uh, history or banning books.
2: One more. We'll take a uh, break before Dr. Mark Siegel and more in the 9 o'clock hour. Bernard, Terry is in Queens this morning. He's on line four. Good morning, Terry. Hey, good
6: morning, gentlemen. Bernie, you sound great. I'm praying for you every day. Get well well fast. Um, I want to just make, thank you. Um, I just I just want to mention, um, it, I feel a little frustrated because tomorrow is the State of the Union, and we have not heard very much, if not nothing at all about Biden's speech, who is supposed to be there, what he's going to talk about. If this was Donald Trump, they would have been talking about it for days leading up to the speech, so we would know exactly what to expect. We know nothing what he's going to comment on. I'm really curious how the man is even going to stand up there for two hours and not fall asleep. Yeah, no, we it's
2: are a,
3: too. It's going to be like watching uh, you know, the Walking Dead.
2: Weekend at Bernie's, basically, they'll pop yeah. him up there, but I would imagine he'll spend a lot of time tomorrow patting himself on the back, uh, or even just this weekend. Just this weekend, we played audio earlier this morning of it. He actually said, and I quote, this is hard to believe, he thinks he's doing a good job. That was a quote from Joe Biden. He thinks he's doing a good job, so he'll find a way to try to convince the American people he's doing a good job, and then spend time bashing Putin instead of bashing himself.
3: Yeah in the meantime um, and it needs to be mentioned he went to Delaware for the weekend as war perhaps nuclear war remote as the chances are of that are the chances are still there. He spent the weekend in freaking Delaware. He left yeah. Washington DC <laughs> never spoke to the nation. Donald Trump spoke to the nation. This guy was in the basement in Delaware. I mean it's this is a this is the leader of the free world. I We are in big-time trouble, him and Kamala Harris, big-time trouble. Uh, I don't know how they're going to resolve this uh, mess in the Ukraine, but it ain't going to come from this guy, this clown, who won't let us uh, drill our own oil and it thwarts our, our attempts to go back to energy independence. At every opportunity because he's afraid of AOC and Greta Thunberg, they might get mad at me.
2: (laughs) Well, to your point, while Joe Biden was, in fact, being diapered at home by Dr. Jill in Delaware, Donald Trump did, in fact, speak to the country at CPAC in Orlando, and it sounded something like this.
5: The socialists, globalists, Marxists, and communists who are attacking our civilization have no idea... Of the sleeping giant, they have awoken. We are a sleeping
1: giant. Entertaining and informative talk for New York. Streaming now on your smart speakers. Play 77WABC.
2: This is about to piss some people off. I'm so pretty, everyone is jealous. All thanks to my girl Jen over at Dolce Aesthetics. You know, life's daily stresses. Definitely take a toll on our appearance. That's the ethos at Dolce Aesthetics NY where they provide a wide range of services including non-invasive, non-surgical treatments from Botox to fillers, cellulite reduction to laser hair removal, facials and more, giving your skin the perk it deserves and the look you've always wanted. I've been there three times, my beautiful wife Danielle twice. If you're looking to sculpt or mold your body, Jen will do it. The choices are endless. It's a matter of choosing the procedures that are right for you. Dolce Aesthetics NY has locations now in Howard Beach, Glendale, Brooklyn and a new office in Ocean. Inside, giving you the convenience and accessibility to achieve relaxation and self-care without the hassle. You want prime results, folks? It's your base. Text the word DOLCE to 95000 for 10% off your next treatment. Visit them at ny.com That's dolce ny.com Go see my girl Jen and tell her, of course, Sid and Danielle sent you. Hi,
10: guys. It's Andrew with Cityside Medical Clinic. Are you struggling with erectile dysfunction and sick of the pills? Well, we have a major medical breakthrough. The WAVE technology at Cityside Medical Clinic was tested by Cambridge University and the Cleveland Clinic, and the results are in. It's proven to increase blood flow by repairing blood vessels. No pills and no side effects. If you're ready to put a stop to your ED by treating the root cause, call us now. And not only will the assessment and blood flow ultrasound be free, we'll also include something unique that produces powerful results in the bedroom. I don't think I've ever seen it fail. This is a $600 value, free to those that call in the next two minutes. 646-715-5555. 5555. Guys, put a stop to your erectile dysfunction and get your love life back. Call Cityside Medical Clinic now to qualify. 646 715 5555.
2: Newsmax is amazing. We watch it all the time. Folks, if you make the switch, you're going to find Eric Bowling every weekday afternoon. Eric is on Newsmax. He gives you the real news, the real score, and the real truth. Millions are tuning into Newsmax. On cable, on streaming, on their apps, for the really big news. Eric Bowling, The Balance, delivers it all. This week, he exposes the hidden dangers of Biden's inflation to your investments, your home, even your Social Security and Medicare. Find Eric Bowling, The Balance, every weekday afternoon on Newsmax and discover why millions of cable viewers are making the switch to Newsmax. It's now the fourth highest rated cable news channel and the fastest growing news network in America. Newsmax is on all major cable systems. If your operator doesn't carry Newsmax, call them and tell them you want Newsmax. Download the Newsmax app on your phone. It's free and start watching Newsmax right now. Talk Radio 77 WABC.
1: Stay entertained and informed now with Bernie and Sid in the morning.
2: Uh, Mr. Jones, County Crows, August and everything after, great album. So, Louis, when uh, I missed, dropped the mic that day, it was a Thursday, I believe, and then he was off the air Friday and Monday, me and Bernie took over. We all ended up, after the show, a couple of hours later at um, Stout. A lot of us, even Carly Shimkus came from Fox News, I remember that, and uh, people were drinking, Rob Bartlett. And when I missed, was that the last time we worked together that day?
4: Yeah, because I was out. That was the last day.
2: That was it? That was it. I left you with stout, and it was early in the afternoon you were hammered. and uh, no,
4: That's your story, but... Well, okay, sure enough.
2: Okay. It didn't go that oh, way?
4: No. It did, but that, like I said, that's your <laughs> my story. My story. Listen. Which is true, actually. I
2: will never forget going to the Joseph Aboud Tennis and Golf Tournament, and it was me and Dawg, we played against Aboud and Pat McEnroe in tennis, came back into the city afterwards, and me and you went with Cara Dugan, her boyfriend, and a host of others to McSorley's. Oh my
4: God, I do not remember. And that And you at all.
2: stacked the beers in a like a pyramid type of thing and drank them all in yeah, one I, shot. Yeah, me of course. Yes, yeah, I did. You were hammered, right? Again, probably true. <laughs> but, but that's, but that's I, what you do there. But I conveniently let myself out of it, right? Yeah,
4: n- yeah, convenient. Because
2: if there was somebody there more hammered than you, who would it have been? You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was
4: that really a legitimate question? The... You were so excited! <laughs> I'm back. I, I was a
2: mess. I mean yeah. I actually made it in my pants that day. It's a true story. Okay, I gotta go. Okay, what's the final one next? <laughs>
8: <Bye-bye>. <laughs>
3: the birdie and said Joe. Heard everywhere on that 77 WABC app simulcast on Eastern Long Island. News Talk 107.1 FM. Also, you can watch us on your smart TVs and your computers at WABCradio.tv. Our next guest, what a great guy. He's uh, an American physician. Of course, he works with the NYU Langone Medical Center and a big-time Fox News contributor. And, again, as I mentioned, great guy. Let's bring him in, Dr. Mark Siegel. Mark, good morning to you, sir.
0: You know, something, guys, you you think that I'm an expert only in uh, in the New York Knicks. But I want to tell you, I also wrote two or three books on fear. And that's relevant today because of all the fear that that Vladimir Putin is trying to generate in the world and how Zelensky is the anti-fear guy. He's with his flak jacket and his and his humor. And he's almost like Sid and Bernie, the way he's acting. I mean, Uh the way he's. The way he's saying, I don't want to ride, I want ammunition. I mean, he's, he's sending such the right note to the world of courage. People are comparing him to Winston Churchill, but the main Absolutely. thing is that, he, that he's cutting through our fear. He's cutting through our fear. The world has a, a voyeuristic fear when we see all this on social media, when we when we watch it on cable news, when we're reading constantly about war and the big, mean bear of the Russian army. And then there's Zelensky standing up to fear, and the world is galvanizing around this man.
3: Hmm. You know, it's funny you should uh, bring that up, because before we get into the uh, criminally incompetent CDC and their new guidelines and the mask mandates and all that, I was going to ask you about the Ukraine because you actually I, fo- I follow you on Twitter, and you opine on Twitter about it, and you mentioned the uh, the Klitschko brothers, of course, but uh, not only is Zelensky and what he's done to galvanize world uh, world support behind him and the Ukrainians, also the Ukrainian people. I mean, unbelievable courage in the face of uh, you know such deprivation and death that they're facing. I mean, him and them. Don't you think?
0: Yeah, completely agree. They're, they're, they're where he's g- gathering his strength from and they're gathering their strength from him. And that's the whole way that it goes. It's, you have two choices in the world. By the way, let me give you the technical explanation for this. Hopefully this won't be too much information, but actually the most powerful parts of our brain are the emotional brain and the emotional brain, the amygdala, the frontal lobe of the brain, prefrontal lobe. This is where both fear and love go through. This is where fear and courage go through. You can't be afraid and, and, and courageous at the same time. You're showing bravery, you can't be afraid. exact same part of the brain. If you're showing kindness and caring, you can't be afraid. So those positive emotions replace the negative emotions. So in a way, it's good that that that, that, that little country has a comedian leading it. Because he, he knows the power of humor as well as the power, mm-hmm. apparently, of bravery.
2: You started the conversation by talking about not only do you know about the Knicks, and I want to thank you again. Me and Gabriel had the nicest time yesterday. Those are great seats, your seats. We loved it. We thank you time and time uh, time, and time again at the Garden. By the way, I'd be fearful that the Knicks are going to stink for a long time. That will be my fear when it comes to the really analogous to what's going on war in Ukraine. But. Uh, they got taken to the woodshed in the fourth quarter by the Seventy Sixers yesterday because that is a talented team and we are not. But getting back but, to the matter at hand. Oh, but,
0: by the way, by the way, Sid, I knew that was going to happen, and I I want to say plead innocence here and say I sent you and Gabe, not <laughs> expecting a huge win, but because Gabe, you know, was really excited about going. He's a great, great guy. Thank you. And and the Knicks, let's face it, when they threw up when they threw up the white flag with Kemba Walker and said, you know, whenever you're going to play him, they got nobody. They
2: got, they got nobody. nobody. Yeah, I mean, yeah. no, I mean R.J. Barrett's a really good player, and Randall made the All-Star right. team last year, and they got some other guys. You know, I, I do like the kid quickly, but for the most part, you look at the talent on the other roster, it's not even comparable. But I do want to get to the game because, yes, Gabriel loved it. He thanked you time and time again. But at one point he looked over at me and he said, Daddy, explain this to me. There wasn't one seat in that house yesterday at Madison Square Garden, 18,000 seats filled with Nixon 76ers fans, not one fan wearing a mask, not one, 18,000. Yet he went back to school today and he had to wear a mask. He said to me, Daddy, can you explain that? And I said, no, I can't.
0: (laughs) There's no explanation. I Uh I can only explain that with one word, politics. I always like to say politics instead of health. You know what happened with these mandates is everybody knew they were going to have to fly and go away, but they set a date on them. So, and that date was like, let's see, you know, if we if that kind of cautiousness, be, be staying behind the virus and staying ahead of it is what has cost us so much in terms of our mental and physical health here in this country. The timid, the timidity, or what, let me look at my polls before I make a, a medical decision. Can you imagine? Let, let me look at my polls, and that, that we saw that play out in the state with with Governor Cuomo in the nursing homes. I don't know what happened to the Dr. Zucker, who was supposed to be advising him and has like 17 degrees. You know, he's been through every residency possible, but somehow, you know, we, we, we were sending people back to nursing homes that were COVID, and then we're busy masking up like mummies for months and months without any value. You know what the Knicks got right? They didn't get the team right, said Bernie. They didn't get the team right. Here's what they got right, that if you walk into that arena with a vaccination card or a, or a negative rapid test, the chances are extremely likely you're not going to spread anything, right. especially now that there's no virus around. Oh. And yet, and yet, right. and yet, there's mask mandates in schools, and those are hurting kids, and they're hurting kids in terms of learning, in terms of socialization, uh, some kids in terms of asthma.
3: It is so so cruel, so so cruel. It's, uh, I mean, I can't even uh, describe how outraged I am. And my kids are grown; they're not in school like Sid's kids. But if I had kids in school and these politicians and teachers unions were doing that to them, I mean, I don't know what I would do. I I would show up at these school board meetings and and, and make a a viral video uh, go, uh, you know, around the nation. But listen, Dr. Uh, Mark Siegel on the Bernie and Sid show, the CDC came out yesterday speaking of mask mandates and they revised their guidelines. Now, just conveniently, about two days before uh, Joe Biden gives his first State of the Union speech, what did they say? And are they following the science? Finally,
0: but what do you think the chances are that Joe Biden at the State of the Union burns his mask the way we used to burn bras back <laughs> in the nineteen seventies?
3: All right, speaking uh, of politics,
0: you, you've noticed that, that that Biden sometimes forgets to wear the mask, even when he's at a, on a point of saying into a microphone that we should wear them, right? Yeah, <laughs>
8: that's, he like, does. Oh, that's yeah.
0: about it. But, but but I think the CDC guidelines. The key here is. That they sh- and I had some advance notice they were going to do this. They shifted over to focus on how full is a hospital and how severe is a disease rather than on mild cases. And that's the right place to be. They should have done that weeks and weeks and weeks ago. I think maybe even at the beginning. Why focus on case numbers when it's, when it's the number of people that are sick in the hospital that matter? And as soon as they did that shift, they were essentially backing get rid of the mandates, right. get rid of all the mandates, all the mandates that for once didn't mention who had been vaccinated. I'm a big vaccine advocate, as you know, but I've never thought the mandates worked. So for once, the CDC went in the right direction. But the o- my, my only concern about that is the delay in getting there. And that's led, again, the fear idea that's led to people. I heard of a, of a woman in Santa Monica yesterday who's been on the front lines of the dental hygienist taking care of people for the last two years. But is afraid to go to the movies. Oh, I mean, how does that make any sense? Uh,
2: listen, I still have a ton of people where I live on the Upper West Side. I'm leaving, thank God, in a couple of weeks, but been there for four years, and uh, they wear masks outside. Now, the older people, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. They're stupid, but I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. They're old people. When I see young people wearing masks outside, I want to punch them across the face, which I have to get past. But uh, but on another note, uh, right here in New York, hey, yeah. you're, <laughs> right here in New York, you're seeing this, this tug of war, Dr. Mark Siegel. When you consider the governor came out and said as of wednesday you can take the masks off these kids in school but the mayor instead of following the state's uh you know the decree he says no 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 let me see how the numbers are on friday saying hey wait a second i'm still the big penis in this town so even now you've got kathy Hokel and eric adams on different pages even as we get ready to say goodbye to this nonsense
0: Actually, I think Kathy Hochul cost herself a lot with the, with the hypocrisy of saying it was okay to rip, to rip them off on businesses, but not in schools. So now she's finally coming around. But that hypocrisy clearly caused the re-election votes. And now Eric Adams is a big disappointment. I mean, he's a law enforcement guy. We thought we were going to get better. Well, he is better than de Blasio. But, I mean, remember de Blasio giving out free french fries from Shake Shack if he took <laughs> a vaccine? Yes. I mean, this is not much better. I think the kids in schools have suffered enough. I agree with you. I think it's time to remove these mandates. I, I'm surprised that he did that. And he's made a lot of moves that have surprised me so far. He can do better.
3: I think he did it uh because he wanted to say, "Hey, I run this city. I make the calls around here. I am going to call. It's actually uh, and I, I'm not going to be pushed around by some woman, unelected woman up in Albany." Uh so mm-hmm. a, a little, little bit of misogyny <laughs> thrown in there as well. If we if I can take a page oh, from the God. left's playbook and invoke <laughs> well, that. But uh
0: well, Dr. You know, Mark Bernie, yes. I heard I heard I heard uh, I heard, uh we just heard Sid saying it's a uh, a macho. I think he used a word I didn't know you could say on the radio. Swinging
2: like uh, this, penis. Yes, right. I did say penis. Yes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. No, it's true. And that that's exactly what uh, I think this is with Eric Adams. Hey, Dr. Mark Siegel, I do want to ask you this question. Uh, with the Ukraine uh, crisis uh, brewing, I mean, these news, cable news outfits, they're going 24-7 live. This is a big deal. It's a huge, huge deal and Joe Biden spent the weekend in Delaware. Now my question to you is this, based on that, based on the fact that we we've seen him in action and he does really look like a zombie, like a vegetable, I mean, what do you think of his his mental his ability to be the commander in chief of this country?
0: Well, I think right now they're cloaking that. I think they have other people surrounding him trying to tell him what to do. I don't think he can stand up to Putin. I think that's one of the reasons we're in this mess. I think that, that Trump did a much better job, well, not much better job standing up to Putin. But I think, I think that, that Trump is right that in this situation, we needed a leader that could stand up to Putin. No, not to scare Putin, because Putin is, a, Putin is somebody that is just a psychotic, I think. But but I think we're projecting weakness. I think we projected weakness back when when Putin took Crimea in 2014. And I think we're projecting big-time weakness now. But as I said, the strength is coming out of Zelensky, is coming out of people banding around him. Of course Biden is not up to the task here.
2: One more, about 60 seconds to go on a medical note. Uh, my partner here is battling prostate cancer about his courageous as anybody, if not more than anybody I've ever seen do it. So, And I love him to pieces, and and, uh, Bernie's just a tough guy. But I know that tomorrow, March 1st, is the beginning of Colon Cancer Awareness Month. Got a couple of buddies coming in tomorrow, me and Bernard, George and Stepano. They come in every year, so people are aware of what's going on, uh, screenings, all the things you need to get. Talk a little bit about colon cancer and how that affects folks across this country.
0: Most common uh, cause of, of cancer death in the United States, prostate cancer is up there. And, and Bernie is, is, a, is a really, as you said, a big hero for prostate cancer and for fighting it and, and for staying at work and for doing well. And I admire Bernie. I already admired him before for putting up with Imus, but, I, but I, <laughs> I admire him t- trem- tremendously now. And uh, colon cancer, is it's a simple one. We eat too much fat in our diet. That's the problem. We can screen colons. Guys, it's gotten a lot easier to get a colonoscopy than it used to be. I mean, literally, propofol—you don't even know you had one. I woke up and I said, "When's my colonoscopy?" and they said, "You had it already." And they fed me a cracker, and I said, "What do you mean a cracker? It's Passover. What are you feeding the crackers for?" <laughs> That's funny.
2: That's funny. You couldn't get matza. So
0: yeah, I was. I'm still angry at, at the uh, gastroenterologist who's one of the top in the country. I said, "You had people giving out giving out uh, crackers on Passover." But seriously, the prep is much easier than it used to be. That's the whole deal. You know, that prep takes a couple of hours. You're ready. Get it over with. I think, I think once every 10 years is probably not enough, by the way. I, I like to cut it between 5 and 10 years. Um, I have a quick funny story on that. I don't have enough time, but the top colonoscoper in the country was here in New York, and he was giving a talk with four other colonoscopers, and they all said they got their colonoscopy once every 10 years. He said, I say once every 5 years. And they said, why do you say once every five years? He says, the other four people on this panel come to me every five years, okay? Wow.
3: Wow, that That's is a good story. Get, Yeah, yeah. yeah they, they say one thing and do another yeah. for themselves. Exactly. exactly. Dr. M- Mark Siegel, listen. Screening man, is but, important. Oh, I'm sorry, screening is it's everything. If I had uh, gotten an early screening, I wouldn't be in this position right now, I must confess. Uh, so uh, I'm a walking example of get your screenings early, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Mark Siegel You are a treat, a delight. We love you. You're so smart on the Bernie and Sid Show. Thanks for appearing, and uh, we'll speak to you again soon.
0: God bless, and, and Bernie, so glad you're healthy and and, and, and doing well. And, and Sid, I'm glad Gabriel enjoyed the game. I love Gabriel. He can go again soon. But Thank warn you. him, they're not going to win. <laughs> he,
2: he actually got uh, – he started thinking they were going to. They had a three-point lead in the fourth quarter, but we did have a great time and a memory we'll never forget, and we love you for that. Dr. Mark Siegel, is always, terrific job. Meet a contestant for Beat Bernie coming up at 940, one 848 wabc 1-800-848-9222, your chance at a $100 gift card courtesy, of course, of Pete Morgan and Pierre Spoilers and a WABC Barry House coffee mug. We'll play Beat Bernie coming up at 940. The name of this great group is a great song. Something's always wrong. Where did told the to what Sprocket the name actually come from?
4: I just want to amplify your knowledge a little yeah. from the great Monty Python sketch group.
2: Is that right? Yes. I didn't know that. Okay, I think it was
4: Eric Idle. Actually, they right. were they were just rambling on and said, and they just made up a band name. And
2: yeah. that was it. That was it. I love Monty Python too. Well, there you have it, folks. Wow, Lou the, uh, the, the musical, go. ge-
3: the musical <laughs> genius of uh, Lou Ruffino. He is a
2: genius when it comes to. Uh, there's uh, no question.
3: Uh, I'm having flashbacks right now.
2: <laughs> well, that's the drugs. I thought you wrote that stuff.
3: Uh, no, I'm on that stuff.
2: Oh, you're back on it? Save some. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going to need it. So last week was the uh, the Democrat convention here in, in the city, and we played a lot of it. Maybe two weeks ago. Bernie was out. Uh, we played a lot of it. Hillary Clinton, all these uh, losers. Well, today starts the Republican convention here in the city. And in fact, Bernard, tomorrow night on your favorite network, New York One, with that racist a-hole, Errol Lewis, they have a Republican debate with the four gubernatorial candidates, for Rob Astorino, Lee Zeldin, Andrew Giuliani, and Harry Wilson. Exactly right. They, they've included Harry Wilson. What do you
3: think about that? Well, I've seen some of his uh, commercials, whatever. I think it, it just hurts the Republicans. It's too many people. You have three really good quality candidates. And this uh, guy who comes in from left field, and, and last week you told me a couple of things. By the way, Rob Astorino will be a guest with us. On Wednesday, but uh, oh, good! You told me a, a couple of things that this Wilson guy said in the past uh, that were uh, absolute, uh, unmitigated disqualifiers. What were the
2: What were the things he said? Oh, it wasn't me. Uh, somebody filled. You're right because I knew that he had worked for the Obama Treasury Department, and he had done something else. He worked with some other Democrat, some really awful Democrat. Who was it? Uh, do you remember that, Justin? Somebody filled this in on Harry Wilson a couple of days ago. It wasn't me. Uh, oh, we'll right. look it up. Gosh. We'll look it up.
3: Well, oh, come on. But either way, uh, yeah. So uh, actually, thanks for tipping me off. I'm going to watch that.
2: Yes, yeah, tomorrow. It's going to
3: be tomorrow night. So that's so Rob will be on with us the day after, and uh, yeah, Astorino, Zeldin, Giuliani, three top-notch quality potential winners, and uh, we don't need some uh, some other guy coming in mucking it all up. You know, some outsider, whoever the hell he is, that nobody ever heard of.
2: But here's the thing: I don't know. In other words, I don't know who he's going to affect. In other words, I don't know if he takes votes from Astorino or Zeldin or Giuliani. I don't know who he takes votes from. In this case, Harry Wilson. I don't know.
3: Oh, I have no idea. All I know is it's just uh, too crowded a field. Uh, three is uh, three's company, and uh, four is uh, a crowd. Get the hell out. Well,
2: how many Democrats uh, you've got? Kathy Hochul, no, Letitia James, she backed out. I guess you got Jamani Williams. You got uh, Swazi. Who else? You know,
3: uh, Andrew Cuomo.
2: Oh no, he hasn't announced that yet, has he?
3: No, he hasn't. But he's about to put out a uh, a, commercial. a commercial, a spot, yeah. right. much like Harry Wilson did. Right. Uh, uh, not necessarily, uh, you know, announcing his run for governor, but uh, 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 to rehabilitate his image. Let's put it that way. Right.
2: no, know the commercial, he actually beats, he beats his chest. And he talks about how he's exonerated. He's exonerated. I didn't commit these sexual harassment crimes. I'm innocent. Now they dropped every single crime. So it is, to your point, you're right, Bernie, him just basically beating his chest. And you think, then, that is step one towards announcing that he is going to run? Otherwise,
3: why would he do it? He's, he's got, uh, I believe, $16 million in his campaign war chest. And he wants, he, wants some he wants some revenge, man. This guy, this guy is a serious, evil, yeah. nasty mf is what he is. He is. And if, he, if there's any chance, even being on a stage with this guy, uh, it's either that or it's going to be a, a run for the attorney general.
2: See, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe it's not for governor again. He wants for something else. Uh, Bill de Blasio now has officially backed out of that race with Max Rose and Nicole Malliotakis, Yes. Uh, I hadn't heard that. I think I, I think that was two weeks ago. I think uh, Frankie Diaz with an E. Do you have the latest on? Whether de Blasio is still going to run? No, de
11: Blasio, right? de Blasio made an announcement uh, maybe last month on a video that he posted in Brooklyn that he said that he won't uh, right, run. Right. But That's I think I he was, uh, I think what the plan is, I, I, I can't confirm this, but I think he wants to run for some congressional district or something like that. Okay,
2: gotcha. Thank you for that, Frankie yeah. Diaz. Justin, you got the the, uh, the Harry Wilson comment there? What do you got? No, I don't have the Harry Wilson comment okay. there. Well, you, you know
3: what I did see, uh, and I, I didn't realize this occurred, it was the, the week I was getting uh, the chemo is that my own congresswoman, Kathleen Rice, Yeah, she has decided not to seek re-election. Oh, I
2: saw that, too. She, now, why she, was that?
3: Well, she makes number 30 because there's going to be a red wave. Yeah. Why waste my time running in a district that can swing, you know, this way or that way? Right. It is the place where Bruce Blakeman beat out Laura Curran. True. I mean, the uh, the, the anti-Democrat sentiment is huge here in Nassau County. And so she sees the writing on the wall. Same thing with Tom Swasey. He's not running again. Yes, he That's is. Why no, he's not running for for Congress. Oh no, he's running
2: for governor, right? Right, right because right, he right. can't win. He can't he, win there, right? In fact, right. Uh,
3: you and I had the the the, the winner of that race on before the ballots, the mail-in ballots
2: came in. <laughs> what a disaster that and was. And it turned
3: out that it was Tom Suozzi that won. But yeah. that's how slim a margin he won by yeah. last time.
2: <laughs> we, we brought the guy on. We celebrated. I think he's gay. I think he's gay. And we're like, oh, first gay guy. What a celebration. Uh, I think his name is George Santos.
3: George Santos. Couldn't be more gay. God bless him. And uh, <laughs> I couldn't love the guy anymore, to be quite honest with you. But right. The Kathleen Rice is, it makes number 30. There are now right. 30 Democrats nationwide. Who are saying I'm out? Wow. I'm not running again because they see the writing on the Did wall. Did you
2: add Todd Kaminsky, who announced he's basically retiring last week, to that number?
3: Well, no, he wasn't uh, a congressman. He was a, he was a, uh, oh, a sta- he's right. a New York State senator, a right. local New York State right. senator. Right. Uh, no, I didn't add him. But but either way, yeah, he's he's he he was the part of, He was the problem. T H E in capital letters, the problem, Mister uh, No Cash Bail Law. Uh, this this guy, former attorney former U.S. attorney, worked in the U.S. Attorney's Office in Brooklyn under Loretta Lynch, a guy who should have known better, but for political expediency, he sold out the electorate. A lot of people died, and a lot of, uh, a lot of voters realized it, and that's why, why we saw what we saw last November in Nassau County.
2: Thank you. Now, I know the Democrat convention was at the Sheraton Hotel a couple of weeks ago. Justin, putting you on the spot here, only because I know you're not going to know the answer. Where is the Republican convention today? Not here. <laughs> Frankie, you know the answer to that? Frankie Diaz, don't know, no one knows. Well, why would it be in the same place? Well, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not. asking you, I'm, I'm asking you where it is.
7: I, I could find out for you in two seconds okay, if great, I wanted yeah. to cheat.
2: What do you think, Bern? Well, I, I would say Manhattan. <laughs> Manhattan? We'll go with that. You What's can't wrong go wrong there. Bernie's right. It's in Manhattan. Of course. Well, of why wouldn't course it be? Of course it is.
7: I just figured, why would it be in this, you know, I mean, let's shake it up a little bit. So w- where do they have it?
2: Uh, let's see. Say... The Palace Hotel, two blocks away, it's a gorgeous place. Monticello? Mont- I mean, <laughs> Monticello. <laughs> yeah. Burn? No, it's in Manhattan. It's in Manhattan. Hey, by the way, uh, uh, to your point, Bernie, I will watch that. I, You know, I, I can't stand Lewis, and I do find myself watching less and less of New York 1, even though I like Shannon Ferry and a couple of other folks, really two or three, that's it. But I do want to see, uh, specifically, forget about Harry Wilson, I do want to see Astorino... Uh, Lee Zeldin, my guy, and Andrew Giuliani go head to head. That'll be interesting television. I think.
3: I think it will as well. Uh, and I hope they don't get nasty in the gutter because they won't. They're all classy guys, the three of them. They all they'll 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 all have a chance to win. Well,
2: let me ask you this though: uh, I mean, if,
3: electability
2: if, is everything. If any one of those three, and I don't think they'll get nasty either. I agree with you. But if any one of those, and I, I have my answer in my head already. If any one of those three would get nasty, who would you think it would be?
3: Uh, I would think maybe because he's a little more, you know, and I, and I don't mean this as an insult. No, no, he's a it. little more pugnacious get, get would it, be Andrew, Andrew Giuliani. Me
2: too. Same thing. Same answer. Not a, yeah. not, not, a, not a knock at him. In fact, that may be the reason why, despite the fact you're endorsing Astorino and I'm endorsing Zeldin, that may make Andrew Giuliani the most attractive of the three in that position. We need a guy like that. So we're not knocking him. But I agree. If anybody does go there, it's going to be Andrew.
3: Yeah, but pretty much they're all going to stay – stick to uh, you know what i'm going to do this i'm going to do that am they're not going to even you know address the others uh, potential negatives i mean they're going to be stay positive i believe but, i hope uh, so but Very we'll good. see we'll see it could get, you know somebody could rub somebody the wrong way and, uh, and i don't mean that in a gay way <laughs> uh, and uh, it could uh, you know could go south in a second uh, do we have it
2: B. bernie is uh, coming up next Now, it's time to Beat Bernie. It's time to Beat Bernie.
1: Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters. You think you can beat Bernie? Good luck. It's time to beat Bernie.
2: So our dear friend, the, uh, the lovely Leslie Slender, who's not a good salesperson. She's a great salesperson. Great. She's been great at everything she's done at this company. Marketing, it doesn't matter. She's in a taxi cab outside the building. She must have had a sales call. And the guy driving the taxi's name is Eli, and he has this show on in the cab right now. So a big shout-out to Eli, the taxi driver. Louie, give him a big shout-out. Give him a Lou Ruffino, I love you, Eli shout-out. Go ahead, Louis. Go ahead. Eli, I love you, Eli. I love you, Eli. I love you. I love you. (laughs) That was great. Eli, thank you for listening, Leslie. We love you. Time now to, and that's why it's great to have Lou Ruffino back, folks. Beat Bernie, Paul is a data analyst from Scarsdale. Good morning, Paul. How are you? Hi, guys. How you doing? I'm doing great. All right. Data analyst, what is that? Uh, what do you really do? What is, what is it? What does, what does your job entail on a daily basis?
14: Uh, I, I try to help uh, companies find trends in their data.
2: Okay. Sounds brutally boring. You must make a lot of money, though.
14: Oh, it's interesting. It's it, it it's great to you find a lot of different uh, trends that people don't normally see. Okay, uh, from the surface.
2: Where'd you go to college? Uh, MIT. Okay, you are a uh, cl- clearly a very bright guy. You married? Ah, uh, yes. Kids, the whole thing. Two kids. All right, good. Yeah. And what's the best radio show in New York City?
14: Uh, WABC seven
2: seventy. All course. right, thank you very much for that. Let's uh, let's get the game going. What does DC stand for? In Washington, D.C.? District of Columbia. That's right. In October of 2017, the New York Times exposed allegations of Harvey Weinstein's sexual misconduct in Hollywood, sparking what women-led hashtag movement? Time's Up. Oh. Wrong, you're too No, The movement was Me Too, and you may remember oh. Time's Up came after that. In 1997, who was named the first female United States Secretary of State? Oh, Madeline Albright. Very good. Very good. What is the capital of the state of Delaware, which Joe Biden is right now? Wilmington. That is incorrect. Wrong. Uh, You're two-legged back of Anthony. Wilmington is in North Carolina, maybe in Delaware, too. Dover is the answer we're looking for. And finally... Oh, Dover. Yes. Which body of water borders the south of Ukraine?
14: Uh, The Caspian Sea.
2: Wrong, you two legged back of anthrax You'll be Jesus. Not a bad answer. We're looking for the black scene. Nevertheless, you got uh, two right. Tough game today. Two out of five for Paul. Is uh, Bernard back on the line? Bernie. Sydney. How are you, brother? I could be a lot worse, my friend. How the hell are you? I'm great. You sound great, and the uh, show's been great. And uh, three right, and you win today to cap it off. How about that? I like what I hear. All righty then. Number one, Bernard. What does D.C. stand for in Washington, D.C.?
3: It stands for Damn crappy government. No, it's <laughs> a fine. District of Columbia. Very good.
2: <laughs> Bernie, in October of 2017, the New York Times exposed allegations of Harvey Weinstein's sexual misconduct in Hollywood, sparking what women led hashtag movement? That would be the Me Too yes. movement. <laughs> One more and you win today's game. One more. In 1997, who was named the first female United States Secretary of State?
3: Secretary of State, 97? Yeah. Ninety seven. You were doing
2: a lot of um That
3: was the uh, Madeline Albright.
2: Yes! Oh, he's already won today's game and he's on his way to being perfect once again. Bernard, what is the capital of the state of Delaware?
3: Delaware would be, of course,
2: uh, Dover. Give me a mic green. Give me a mic brain. Come on right now. Give me a mic green. Give me a mic green right there, right there. Dover, Dover, Dover. What does he get? God, you are so slow on the f- on the on the on the gunshot. He, he did I the it to you, bro. As soon as I got it. <laughs> he did it? Okay which body of water borders the south
3: of Ukraine that would be uh, right along the uh, Crimea which Putin took in 2014 the city uh Sevastopol I want, the, Se- I, want Sevastopol the body, you know, I want
2: the body of water
3: is the big port oh. and uh, it is called the Black Sea oh my God ah!
2: <laughs> another perfect effort by Bernard McGurk five for five Beats Paul today by a final score of 5-2. to two. Good effort, Paul, but you went into a buzzsaw this morning. Bernie, say hello to Paul. How you doing, Paul? Hey, Bernie. Good job.
3: Thank you. Good effort out of your damn self. Uh, where are you from, uh, Paul?
14: I'm uh, from uh, the Bronx originally, and now I'm in Westchester.
3: Nice. Uh, I, I, that's that's me, the Bronx, and then Westchester. The Yankees. And in Hastings, other than Hastings, for a while, where in Westchester?
14: Uh, I, I live in Scarsdale.
3: Man, you be moving on up, huh? <laughs> you you reported that white flight from the Bronx back in the uh, the seventies, were you?
14: No, I I love the Bronx. I would love I would stay there. Just the uh, the traffic and getting to my job. It went from a half hour to like an hour and a half in the 2000s. So I. You can, get to, you can get to the city for in a half hour from uh, Scarsdale.
3: Well, who would ever think uh, Scarsdale or the Bronx? I'd rather live in the Bronx. Who would have ever thought you'd hear somebody say that? But uh, you know, <laughs> there, there are places in the Bronx that are really – so it begs the question, what part of the Bronx?
14: Uh, grew up in uh, Pelham Bay.
3: Yeah, nice area. Very, very nice area. Pelham Bay. A lot and, of fun.
14: Still uh, a lot of friends there.
3: The end of the uh, six-train line, Pelham Bay. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I like – City Island, Orchard Beach, all that stuff. Well, listen, Paul, thanks. You were a great player, a good player. I guess not great because you only got two right, but a good caller. So thanks for calling. Thanks for listening.
2: Yeah, I wish I could have done better. Maybe That's all. Right. You month. did thanks, great. Guys. Thank you, Paul. Hey, so, uh, Justin, did you take a cab the other day here by this place? Uh, I take a cab every morning okay. when I come in. Do you remember this guy, Eli, driving you in a cab? Did he actually bring me up? He actually I, did. because got Slender said this guy, Eli, drove yeah, Justin this, this,
7: in his cab the other day. This wasn't a couple weeks ago. It was, like it was probably like a month and a she half ago. He said last week. Is no. Pa- I no? left here, and I got in a cab, and the guy said, hey, your voice sounds familiar. That was him. And I said, well, do you listen to uh, WABC radio? Right. I said, yeah, I listen to Bernie. It's in the morning. And listen
2: uh, to you, superstar. And I'm Justin Alec. You listen? <laughs> I'm Justin.
7: <laughs> <laughs> Check that Bird. out.
2: You never thought you'd hear the day you'd rather live in Bronx than Scarsdale. How about this one? I'm Justin Ellick,
3: <laughs> superstar. Why is that?
2: Why is that oh so? I don't understand why it's so funny. No, because uh, really, <laughs> he's big time now, Sid. <laughs> Come on. No, but you have become a star, and you're great. I mean, you really are. He great.
3: really is good. He, I, I can't even tell you the work ethic. Uh, he everything I ask him for, he gets. He does. He gets it no matter what it is. He
2: absolutely does. And he's great on the air. So all of he's it is very well
3: reliable, very smart. Listen, yes.
2: i, I got to tell you, shoot or shoot. Right, I mean, uh, you know, we're not going to hold it against you that uh, Putin's, you know, trying to destroy the world. You're banging some Russian chick. But, hey, outside of that, you're a great guy. Hey, listen,
7: um, you know, one day she'll rip my face off. But until that day, I'm uh, yeah. I guess, you know,
3: well, that you got, is a, you got that
2: to look forward to. He, exactly. he's, allu-
3: he's alluding to the. Uh, well, well. Not say the barbarian nature of the Russian people, but the, the, the rough nature. How about that? The rough nature of the Russian people? Well, I always say to? that,
2: Bernie, and I, and I always go back to the same story. The day of my wedding, June 25th of this summer, will be 30 years. I'm married to the gorgeous Danielle, 30 years. And my father took me to his barber shop, Joe on Avenue U, and he said, Today, son, I'm getting your first massage. And I said, That sounds good, Pop. And some big blonde lady, some Russian lady, took me in the back room, and separated my shoulder in three places. <laughs>
3: nah. Yeah. No. Listen, they, they are really, really tough, tough people. Suffered a lot of deprivation, but uh, on the other hand, they can be really, really mean, nasty, and cruel and yeah. barbaric. I yeah. mean, when they took when they came back from uh, when they took over Eastern Europe and pushed Hitler out of uh, Germany, all that stuff, they did. They raped and pillaged like no other army in the history of the globe. Yeah. It was terrible. And and they were winning, and they were supposed to be on the you know the good side. But uh, either way, whatever. That's what the uh, Ukrainians are up against right now is uh, the Russian army with the Chechens coming in. Good luck with that.
2: That sounds rough. One eight hundred eight four eight WABC. One eight hundred eight four eight ninety two twenty two. Been a great Monday show. We'll do it like we do it every day. Wrap it up on the phones with you guys right after these short messages. <laughs> Beat Barney!
1: Sponsored by Fearless Boilers and Pavilion Tankless Water Heaters on 77 WABC.
3: Are going to be saying in a couple of years uh, after these past two years all the crap I didn't learn in high school and some of the crap I did learn with the uh, CRT and the masks they're gonna be very very bitter, very angry but uh, either way back here on the Bernie and Sid show on this uh, last day of February ladies and gentlemen tomorrow is March 1st and uh, it bodes for uh, good things 18 days till St. Patrick's Day. And, of course, spring is uh, right around the corner, and it's all beautiful. And, uh, yeah, the masks are coming off the kids finally as uh, Kathy Hopeless uh, decrees. uh, You know, she's finally listening to the science. uh, And, and of course, she's looking at the polls. People are sick and tired of it. It's over. Now, these peace talks on the border of uh, Belarus and the Ukraine, I don't know how they're going, but, uh, well, uh, initially, they said Zelensk. They said to Zelensky, "You come to Belarus, and we'll have some peace talks." And uh, Zelensky, of course, Belarus is aligned with Russia. In fact, they're going to send some troops to fight alongside with the Russians. If he had gone to a Belarus, that would have been his last trip. He would have been out. Goodbye to. Uh, good. Listen, I want to play this clip because I didn't have a chance earlier this morning. Uh, Joe Biden. Uh, Bob Gates was the the defense secretary to uh, George Bush, uh, forty three, and President Obama, and he famously said that uh, Joe Biden has been on the wrong side of every foreign policy decision, in uh, in in his forty year career as a politician, uh, and that's true. And then over the weekend, he was I think he sat down with Nora O'Donnell, somebody yes. like that. Yes. And anyway, she asked him a question. It was Margaret
2: her, Brennan, I think, Face the Nation.
3: Oh, okay. It was very awkward, anyway, and, and but but very telling. Take a listen. What number's that, Bern? This is Bob Gates. Bob Gates uh, talking to Margaret Brennan about Joe Biden. I got you right here. There you go.
10: Rereading your memoir before we sat down to talk, and you said in your memoir, "I think he's been wrong on nearly every major <laughs> foreign policy and national security issue over the past four decades." Everyone. Would he be an effective commander in chief?
5: I I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I I think
2: I stand by that statement. Oof. 40 years. That's, that is a, not exactly a ring not that at is, all. It's actually worth playing every day, that cut. Uh, that, that and uh, uh, Trump. We'll do that tomorrow. Yeah, we'll do it again tomorrow. Why not? Today was such a great show. Great having everybody back on this Monday. Bernie, you sounded great. I love you. And, Thank uh,
3: you, Sydney. Love you. Right back, bro.
2: My man, have yourself a great Monday, okay?
3: You as well.